0: We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.
1: Ball goes to Out back to Kripe. Playing away to, It'll be hard to hold. He scores! Totler in the corner with a great down! Carlos
2: Alcaraz is into his first Final. He becomes just the second teenager to reach the U.S. Open final. The Canberra
3: Raiders have knocked the Melbourne Storm out of the season
4: eight beats five. They've won five straight in Melbourne now. Brisbane
5: Lions, the finals, who do go?
6: Overnight scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
7: Thomas, and welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And yes, Valentine Holmes with that golden point field goal, the two-point field goal from beyond the 40-meter mark has put the Cowboys through to a preliminary final uh, uh, in two weeks' time in Townsville. Um, Of course, the Sharks get a second chance. Cowboys 32, Cronulla 30. Earlier yesterday... Canberra knocked out Melbourne. Canberra from eight spot now have gone through to the semi final round 28 20 against the Storm. Both Melbourne teams are out of the football competitions. Of course, Melbourne Demons, the defending premiers in the AFL, have been knocked out in straight sets, so to speak. They were beaten on Friday night by Brisbane 92 79. The other NRL game, of course, Penrith on Friday night 27 versus Parramatta 8. They now join, of course, the Can- Cowboys in the preliminary finals. Good morning, Dean. Richie's been tremendous
8: for you, mate. Yeah, good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. What an absolute epic down there at Shark Park last night, Ray. A 45-metre field goal from the man that inspired Cronulla to the 2016 Grand Final comes back to haunt them. (laughs) To haunt them. And the Cowboys now go into that prelim, as you mentioned, Ray. And it means that either North Queensland... Parramatta or Canberra will be playing in the NRL Grand Final this year.
7: So, Parramatta will play Canberra. Do we think it's Friday night, do we, Dino? Is that right at this stage? Unconfirmed. Okay. Unconfirmed. Yeah, okay. So, it'll be at Combank? Yes. Yeah. Now, just quickly on Parramatta, what did you make of them? Mitch Moses in particular looked a nasty concussion taken off the field. Obviously, Parramatta's chances hinge a lot on his fitness for next weekend's game. Any update, Dino?
8: No, no update, Ray, in terms of whether he'll play or not. That'll be a decision made over the next week. They'll go through their mandatory protocols for Mitch Moses. Uh, Look, in the end, Ray, he got up, he walked off the field, and he Mm. was up and about in the dressing room, so there certainly were good signs. Uh, I think he'll play just as I think Cam Murray will play today. What are the protocols there,
7: Dino? We can see, obviously, that both Cam Murray and, indeed, Mitch Moses had... severe concussions, I put it that way, but at least they were knocked out All it didn't look good on the football field. What are the protocols that those players must go through? For example, for Cam Murray to play for the Rabbits against the Roosters this afternoon.
8: Yeah, he'll go and do a a series of tests, Ray. Uh, He'll be monitored daily by the club doctors and uh, as the week goes on, whether the the headaches continue, whether they subside will depend Mm. on whether he plays or not. It's not one size fits all. But I do know I was talking to Buzz Rothford about this last night and there is a push now for any concussion to be a mandatory Mm. one-week stand-down. So it's a watch this space, but Cam Murray will be there this afternoon for this massive game at Allianz Stadium and I think Mitchell Moses will be there to try to guide Parramatta back to success next weekend.
7: Well, just on Parramatta, um, the Raiders, they were tremendous last night against the Storm. Is it the end of an era for Melbourne? And Ricky's Raiders, can they go all the way from eight spot?
8: Yeah, what a boil over. A huge win down there uh, by the Raiders. Uh, It's only the fourth time ever Team 8 has beaten Team 5 in Week 1. The Raiders stayed in the arm wrestle, Ray. Uh, This was a side that was gone halfway through the year. They were just about finished. And for Ricky Stewart, who went through the trauma of being the first coach to be stood down, Mm. he's done a remarkable job. Craig Bellamy. Absolutely shattered at full-time, Ray. His side mm. out in week one, not something we're used to.
7: Is it the end of an era? No, no absolutely mm. not. They're they've, too good a side. And they've been unlucky. Ma- imagine that team last night with Christian Welsh and Ryan Pappenhausen
8: playing. Would have been a different Remus Melbourne Smith's Storm. Remus missed another too. one as well. Yeah. They'll be back next year. They've got a great spine. But tell you what, Ray, I said it a few weeks ago. Canberra Raiders aren't a side I would really want to bump mm. in the finals. They've got a bit of X Factor. They're a bit dangerous with uh, you know, Whiten... Uh, Xavier Savage, mm. Joe Tarpany. So they will stick it to Paramount and it will be another cracker up here in Sydney. Exactly.
7: Cowboys versus the Sharks. The Sharks were home virtually the last play. Tamalolo scores near the post um, to convert and level it up. Went to five minutes extra time, two halves of it, and then went to a golden point. As you mentioned, Valentine Holmes with that 45-metre field goal to get the Cowboys over. And the Sharks will now go into a sudden death next week against either the Roosters or the Rabbits. That was a classic game last night, Dino.
8: It certainly was. But you cannot underestimate the repercussions for Cronulla Ray. They were mm. that close
7: oh, it's heartbreaking. to a yeah. week
8: off. Get yourself fit and fresh and have a crack at a grand final. Now they've got to back up after playing 93 minutes mm. of physical and fierce football against either South or the Sydney Roosters.
7: That'll be Saturday night? There? Yes, I think yeah. that's the case. It,
8: unconfirmed, but that's the way it's looked. And
7: will that game be at a core stadium? Is that how it will work?
8: Uh, most likely. Okay. Most yeah. likely.
7: Penrith um, had all their stars back. Cleary was back. Man of the match performance. Um, Mitch Moses' concussion obviously really did tip the scale, so to speak, in Penrith's favour. It was 13-8 at the time, but they were on top, and Cleary's second half was was incredible. Parramatta, though, to be fair, Dino didn't hold on to the football, so they opened the door for Penrith and they took it.
8: It was one of the great individual performances mm. of finals footy in recent years, right? That's, that's right up there with the best I've seen in the last five, six, ten years. He had a hand in all four tries uh, through running, flick passes, kicking. Mm. It was the full bag of magic tricks for Nathan Cleary. And this is from a bloke that hadn't played for five weeks. There were some concerns mm. over whether he would come back a bit gun-shy after that tackle the spear, or whether he was just going to be rusty, but my goodness, what a performance from Cleary, and that Penrith juggernaut, no matter what obstacles are thrown in their way, they roll on. I love
7: your thoughts on Fisher-Harris and Leota. Fisher-Harris, I know, gets the accolades he deserves, but his partnership with Leota, Leota doesn't get the accolades of Fisher-Harris gets, I like, to be fair, but both those props are tremendous for, for the Panthers. They get them on the front foot, they get the meter Meteor Ridge going. They're tremendous players.
8: Yeah, just hard heads, aren't they, Ray? Mm. Just rip in. They're a bit old school. Yeah. Coming from the 1980s, they're fierce, they're ferocious. Uh, I love Fisher Harris. He's mm. a throwback. He's a star. Yeah. Uh, I thought the whole Penrith team that second half uh, was brilliant again. Parramatta's ball control, though. Gee, it was oh, ordinary, Ray. Yeah, that let him down I badly. At one yeah. point, they were five from ten. You, you can't, can't do that Not a semi-final.
7: Th- no. That, and the first half was so good. And They went... They went um, into half time, down 7 6 with that Cleary field goal towards the end of that first half. But Parramatta were right in the contest, got to the lead 8 7 with that penalty early in the second half. But then it just went pear shaped.
8: I noticed on social media the Parramatta fans, the so called loyal fans, were ripping into Brad Arthur. But gee, I think a lot of teams would like to finish top four, eh? Almost every year. Yeah. Brad Arthur's the victim of Parramatta's failures in the last 36 years. Mm. Had they won a comp in there, everyone would be saying Brad Arthur's a genius. He's got him to the finals again. He's got him to the top four again. Yeah. But if he doesn't win them that elusive competition, they bay for blood out at West.
7: Yeah, They've got to do it tough now, obviously, which Penrith did last year, to be fair. They lost in week one of the finals and had to win three straight games. Parr- Parramatta, of course, will play Canberra on Friday night. Freddie Fittler said something on the Nine preview prior to Friday night's game. He tipped... The Panthers to win, but he said I think these two teams will be meeting again this season, which means he believes Parramatta can go to the GF, but a lot hinges on Mitchell Moses, I think,
8: Dina. Well, they're, they're, excuse me, they're winnable games, Ray. They will start favourites against Canberra. Will they start favourites? Yes. Okay. Mm. Yeah, well, I would imagine they would. And then they go to North Queensland, and that's a 50-50 game. That's tough, yeah. It will be hard up there, mm. but it's winnable again. Mm. So, from a team that got comprehensively beaten, the draw, I believe, will favour Parramatta.
7: I can see where you're coming from because today's game's going to be sensational. Six versus seven, Roosters versus Rabbits. They played last week at Allianz. They're back again. It'll be a full house, Dino. This will be an epic.
8: It should be, right? It'll be an absolute ripper out there. Uh, just looking at that draw rate. So on one side, you've got <clears throat> Parramatta, North Queensland, Canberra. Yep. Then you've got Penrith either the Roosters or the rabbitos, And the sharks, And the Shucks. That's clearly <laughs> tough. a tougher side now. So it's split mm. into two sides. And one side, to me, is clearly superior in terms of uh, ability. So mm. Parramatta losing may well, in a very, very strange way, be a blessing that they're flipped over to the weaker side. I put weaker inadverted commerce commas.
7: I don't know if Tanya's happy to hear that. But when do those tickets go on sale? Monday. Is it Monday? it would be yeah? Monday, Okay, yes. it would be Monday. Um, I'll get your tips again later on in the show, but for the Roosters versus the Rabbitohs this afternoon, the Roosters go in after beating them 26-16 last week, but no Manu this time.
8: Yeah, no Joey Manu, which is a considerable loss, obviously, Ray. He's among the best players in the world. There's just something about this game, Ray. Mm. I just think South will kick back. Okay. I just have a feeling that last week though were within themselves – uh, I think they did enough in the second half to retain some confidence. And I'm going to go for an upset here. If you call it an upset, mm. they're two elite teams. But if you're asking me who's going to win, I'm going to go for the bunnies.
7: And I know you want to talk about an issue with Latrell Mitchell and indeed the, the the booing or the reception he, he copped last week from the Roosters fans. I guess if you pay your money, you're right to say what you like. Well, what's your thoughts
8: on that? Yeah, it was a really interesting one, Ray, that Luttrell came out and was quite um, unsettled at the booing. Let me stress, very early, I heard no suggestions there was any racial no, no, vilifications. Just it was yeah. just booing. Is
7: it a mark of respect? Because you're so bloody good. Well, I <laughs> A think bit like you, Wally Lewis back in the 80s. Exactly.
8: Yeah. I think if you pay your money, you're entitled to boo. That's part of <laughs> going to the footy. It's you want a, a respect, pie, a beer, and to boo the opposition. So I was a bit surprised, look, uh, Jason Demetrio came out and said, uh, you know, Latrell copped more than probably what he should. It's a great question for the listeners. You know, are you entitled to go to the football and boo the opposition? I think you are.
7: Gee, I might fire him up today. Looking forward to that game. It's 4.05 between. What do you races. think, Ray? I think people are entitled to say what they like. I think it's a marker. I remember when we used to boo Richard Hadley and call him the exactly. W-word. Can we say it? I'm not sure if we can. But all it did was fire Richard Hadley up. Wally Lewis was fantastic at doing it. And people are entitled to say, so as long as it's not...
8: not doesn't long, go over it, the line. Correct, yeah. And well, Latrell mentioned Adam Goods. I think that might have been different though because Goods was racially vilified yeah, and by a number and of fans. That upset fans him a football. lot,
7: yeah. And that's a different thing. But all I can see doing is firing he was relatively quiet last week so
8: he'll be he'll ready be up for it. to rock this <laughs> afternoon he'll, he'll be up for it
7: in the AFL just repeating again of course Melbourne the defending premiers have been knocked out in straight sets so to speak of this year's finals beaten 92-79 by a resurgent Brisbane who are coming from the bottom half Dino so they're now through to a prelim final Collingwood disposed of Fremantle 7959 sets up these two huge prelims next weekend Dino Geelong versus Brisbane at the MCG 7:50 p.m. on Friday night and then the first uh, prelim final in Sydney since 1996 at the SCG Sydney versus Collingwood that's um 4:45 p.m. on Saturday massive game that they were played together only a couple of weeks ago and had a full house at the SCG when Sydney beat Collingwood That'll be a huge game.
8: Who wins both games and why?
7: I think Geelong will beat Brisbane, although Brisbane have on a bit of a roll. But Geelong have been the best team all year. Sydney Collingwood 50-50. It really is. My heart's with the Swannies, but the Magpies. They're they one of those sides just do not go away, Dino. They are never beaten. A bit like the Cowboys last night. You couldn't. The Sharks couldn't put the Cowboys away, could they? They just hung in there, hung in there, and they found a way to win. Collingwood have done it all season, Dino.
8: I would assume if you're a resident of Melbourne, Ray, and you're mm. Melbourne centric, you would be cheering a Geelong Collingwood grand final. That would be yeah, Melbourne's I dream. Guess,
7: yeah, Collingwood are one of those teams,
8: um Are they liked or disliked?
7: Oh, probably the most popular club of any sporting club in Australia, Collingwood, in terms of their numbers and their loyal supporters, but you're either with them or you're against them. Yes. <laughs> um, what's a similar in Sydney? Is it would it be manly, I suppose. Yes. Either you, you love them or you hate them. You love them, we love uh, to hate them. Yeah, it's um, it's Collingwood. They they do polarize, but um, under Craig McRae.
8: Um, and Justin Lepic. Your man, Justin. My Lippich. man, Justin. Yeah, they sort of
7: people aren't sort. Of, if you don't like Collingwood, you, if you don't don't support them. You don't like them, but there's a sort of grudging respect there because they just are such a tough team. No. Other teams have more superstars, so to speak, but they are a really good team ethos. Hey, Dino, just a quick update. The US Open women's final, Igor Swiatek, the world number one, won the first set 6-2 against Olin Shabur. Um, She leads 3-2 on serve in the second, so she's rolling towards another Grand Slam title. Igor Swiatek in the men's tomorrow morning. The third seed, Carlos Alcaraz, who's the next big thing in world tennis, Dino, takes on the fifth seed, Kasper Ruud from Norway. None of the big names are there.
8: Yeah, no, it's certainly open, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite strange. No Djokovic,
7: no Federer, no Nadal.
8: A new era sweeping through men's tennis. Now,
7: I know, Dino, there was something that happened... The U.S. Open with our man Nick Kyrgios. Uh, here we go that again. You want to get
8: off your chest. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. You, need to calm down. you
9: cannot be serious.
0: I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You need to calm
8: down. The platform's yours, my friend. Well, well, well. <laughs> we saw it again, didn't we? Our friend Nick Kyrgios. What a petulant performance. He lost his quarterfinal, a game he was supposed to win in straight sets, and proceeded to pick up his racket, smash one four times on the acrylic surface of Flushing Meadows, and then he picked up a second racket and smashed it as well. It flew off, could easily have hit his opponent. Why this man is liked and respected by some, I have no idea. Whatever happened, Ray, to losing with dignity? What a bore this man has become. These loathsome, loathsome acts, his hysterical, unhinged, raged filled meltdowns have to end. And I notice the spineless ATP yet again come out with a fine of $14,000. Mm.
7: It's nothing, is it?
8: Hit it's with nothing. a feather. Until the ATP grow some kahunas and get rid of these sport creatures by fining them $1 million and kicking them out of tennis for two years, Mm. we are going to continue to see these petulant performances. I think it was another hissy fit, which was laughable from Nick Kyrgios, and I think the ATP have to accept some blame.
10: For our
7: listeners out there, would love to hear your thoughts on Dino's rant this morning. Re-Nick Kyrgios, you can call us on 13 53, 53 SMS 0419 767 272. It wasn't a good look for tennis, it wasn't a good look for Nick to be fair because he's won a lot of people over with his form in the American summer and yeah, it just didn't wasn't a good look. So let us know your thoughts on that. But what Nick Kyrgios did is also inspired our talk topic, Dino, which is worst antics in sport. Now, it could be anything. There's anything, something right. Something you didn't like, someone did or whatever. Have you got something, Dino?
8: I'll go back to the MCG 1981, mm-hmm. the famous Australia-New Zealand one-day game. Greg Chappell oh, no. tells his brother Trevor to walk up and bowl the final ball, which had to be hit for six from memory mm-hmm. from a player called Brian, Brian McKechnie, McKechnie? Yeah. who well, I think it was an all-black as well. And he bowled underarm.
7: That's right. They haven't forgotten the Kiwis. Never,
8: ever forgiven Australia <laughs> they for that. Worse antics in the it sport. It was terrible, wasn't it? Oh, looking back in. It's time. a great point, Ray. <laughs>
7: it was actually in the um, in the rules at the time. They changed the rules because they did. of that. Um, they did. I what?
8: it was doing the rules? I don't know.
7: Remember Rod Marsh, the late great Rod Marsh. He just folded his arms and just shook his head he said, to don't say, do "Don't it. do this, don't do it." And they did. And and Greg Chappell sub- subsequently came out. And we've had him on this show, and he admitted that. That summer he was under a lot of um, mental stress and he wasn't the clarity of his decisions weren't obvious and in that regard he made a very bad one and he regrets it but
8: the thing is right it was uh, McKechnie was a tail ender from him, mm. he wasn't a or middle order at least, but And it was no ropes. a
7: six and it was MCJ no ropes with no ropes. Yeah, I mean yeah.
8: that's a hundred metre hit. It was very, very, very unlikely it was ever going to happen yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, it was bad. What have you got, Rabe?
7: Um, remember when Eric Cantona took Umbridge to... Oh la
8: la. Yeah,
7: took a guy in the crowd and went and did like a kung fu kung kick it <laughs> in. Crystal Palace? I think it was. I can't remember. I have to google it now but that was just the most bizarre incident that i've seen and it, so that's our talk topic worst antics in sport worst there'd be plenty, plenty of out them. there. so let us know your thoughts on thirteen fifty three fifty three sms 0419 767 listening to dino and roe in the big sports breakfast weekend
11: Trying to look pepper on takeover target. I remember in
12: man's last gallop, he was a bit heavy and he only had the one run. Joe was a bit worried that he's carrying a bit of condition and wanted him to have a good hit out. I galloped him and Joe said to me, Oh, you did give him too much of a squeeze. And said, Joe, there was only one more thing he was going to do was either take off, yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> quick. I said, I don't go any quicker than that.
2: 11am Monday on Racing HQ.
0: Foreign owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne.
10: Get trackside this Friday for outstanding spring carnival racing on Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup Race Day. Featuring three Group 3s, including the Australian Bloodstock Cameron Handicap, the Yarraman Park Tibby Stakes, and, of course, the Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup. With race day package options all but sold out, secure your tickets online now at newcastleracecourse.com.au. This spring, experience the pinnacle of racing in the Hunter at Newcastle Racecourse.
13: With Play Central on the TAB app, you can watch the greatest racing from Australia and around the world wherever you want. Like while working on your tan at the beach. Strip
1: strip
13: Flicking between Sky Racing 1, 2 and Thoroughbred Central while waiting for your car to be washed.
1: Take, take from...
13: And you can watch and bet while you're getting a short back and sides. Play Central, just... only on the TAB app. TAB, long may we play.
0: Available online for TAB account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858.
6: For all the best in racing and all the latest in sport, this is Sky Sports Radio. Coming to you via 96.9 FM Kuma, 97.1 FM Juni, 87.6 FM Tumit and 88 FM Yamba.
14: Lady of Honour went for home at the 250, had a kick in the locker, a length and a half, kiss on all four cheeks, yearning down the outside, running on Lady of Honour, 100 to go, kiss on all four cheeks, grabbing her, Lady of Honour just in front, kiss on all four cheeks has got her, then yearning, and kiss on all four cheeks, has won it from a photo, Lady of Honour all yearning, and behind those horses then was Foxy Frieda in four.
6: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
7: And welcome back to the show. That was Kiss on All Four Cheeks. Just edging past Lady of Honor and Yearning to win the Group Two Let's Elope Stakes at Flemington yesterday. Dino, big weekend for Brian Fletcher, the Panthers CEO. He part not only the Penrith win on Friday night against Parramatta, he part owns Scalopini, who won yesterday's listed the Sofitel um, at Flemington as well. So Big weekend for Brian. Speaking of racing yesterday at Rose so good to see a, a decent track at last. You know, the track actually improved to a good four. We saw some terrific racing. Godolphin, boy, they've got some three-year-old talent. Let's listen to the first of them, the very promising Golden Mile.
1: Golden Mile moving up the outside, further back to Brosnan, and Magic's off the track. Conqueror buried back on the inside as they straighten up. Rise of the masses, two lengths clear from Zoo Tiger, who pounces on the outside. Basquier as well, and now Golden Mile winding up on the outside. Basquiat moved up to Zoo Tiger. Golden Mile moved up to the pair. Golden Mile laying it on Basquiat, got the upper hand, though, Golden Mile, and has drawn clear here in the Ming Dynasty. Very strong late, and Golden Mile won it comfortably, Latte got off for second in front of
7: the tiring Basquier. Yeah, G was good golden mole. Just his third start. Put a margin of three and a quarter lengths on his rivals and he zoomed away. Very, very impressive. Matcha or Latte, excellent run to finish second. He's on the spring champion path. Basquier holding on for third. On to the run to the Rose. They backed in secret off the map. This is why.
1: And Best of Bordeaux, after the good start today, spins the corner in front from Swiss Exile. Natuno needs a bit of room. Sweet Ride moves up the outside, three lengths away to the favourite. In Secret, it's Best of Bordeaux under siege. Best of Bordeaux just in front from Sweet Ride. Nittuno is coming off the fence. In Secret's winding up now. Best of Bordeaux coming back on Sweet Ride. In Secret's lengthening the outside. In Secret right over the top. Powers clear and a great win in the run to the rose. In Secret, Renda. Best of Bordeaux and Sweet Rider, followed by Natuno.
7: First filly ever, Dino, to win the Run to the Rose in Secret. Gee, she was impressive, and no surprise that she vaulted straight to the top of Golden Rose betting. She's at four fifty ahead of Golden Mile at six dollars. And James Cummings told me yesterday, all being well with both three-year-olds, they will go to the Golden Rose. Onto the Theo Mark Stakes. Less than a, or just over a length, covered the first six over the line. It was a tremendous finish. Kiku under Jason Collett gets the job done.
1: Ellsberg a bit cluttered up between runners. Jamea gets going on the outside. 300 metres to run. Prime Candidate's got a good kick in the lead. Jamea's the main pursuer. Prime Candidate two lengths clear from Jamea. Then came Mr Mozart. Kevin late on the scene. Prime Candidate just in front from Jamea. Kiku wide out with a big run. Mr Mozart through the centre. Kiku down the outside. Blew them away at the end. Kiku got up to win it. From Mr Mozart through in a second. And third between Jamea and Prime
7: Candidate yeah, it was a tight finish, but Kiku got up to win. We keep highlighting this horse, Shades of Rose, because she just keeps winning.
1: Shades of Rose swings in front, still travelling by two on Sky Command. Electric Girl for two working into the clear. Espiona's getting right to the outside, starting to lengthen, but still five off the lead. Shades of Rose, 200 metres to run. Two lengths clear from Electric Girl. Espiona can't get there. It's me with Lake Headway, but Shades of Rose in front from Electric Girl. She's getting tied. Shades of Rose. I think she just held on. It's a photo here, Shades of Rose getting very tired from Electric Girl, but I think she just clung on. Then it's me from uh, further back, Palazza Pan.
7: Yeah, she did just hang on, Shades of Rose. Four wins in a row. We'll talk to trainer Bjorn Baker shortly about plans for the mayor. Group one racing at Flemington yesterday. This was a thriller. I'm Thunderstruck gets up in the last bound
14: alligator blood is the first to straighten clicks up and kicks away two and a half links in front of western empire i'm thunderstruck darting through over on the far side then came Mowunga and cascadian down the outer alligator blood 150 meters to go two links in front i'm thunderstruck needing to get there alligator blood tiring i'm thunderstruck over the top rumbling hard and got a I'm Thunderstruck. I reckon it's just beaten Alligator. Bloody to beauty. Third in the race, Mawunga, followed by Cascadian and behind them,
7: Nonconforce. Yeah, he did just get up in the very last bound. I'm Thunderstruck in a thrilling finish. Great racing at uh, Rosehill and Flemington yesterday, but we'll move on because plenty of people want to have their say, Dino, on our talk topic: worst antics in sport or anything to do with sport. Call us on thirteen fifty three fifty three SMS 0419 767 272. Quick update in the U.S. Open women's final: four all now in the second set, so Shabir fighting hard against Swiatek, the world number one, who won the first set. Sam's on the line, Dino. Sam, good morning. Morning gentlemen, how are you? Terrific, mate. What do you got for us, Sam? I've
15: got uh Mike Tyson bides in Evander
7: Holyfield's ear. Yeah, it's was bizarre, wasn't it? Nineteen ninety
8: seven. Not once, but twice. Yes. <laughs> A-
7: absolutely bizarre. You Sam. know what?
8: He was so frustrated because Tyson had rolled through for so many years mm. and Holyfield stood up to Mike yeah. and boxed him and Tyson just couldn't get what he wanted that couldn't night hit him. and he just Could- he lost it.
7: Yeah, no, it was most one of the most bizarre things. Good call, Sam. I like that one. And yes. we've had a few SMSs also mentioning uh, Mike Tyson's um, ear biting incident with the Vander Holyfield. Mark's on the line, Dino you know, Wants to talk about the booing at Allianz last week. Mark, good morning.
16: Uh, good morning, fellas. How are
7: you? Terrific, Mark. You want to talk about the the, the booing of Latrell last week?
11: Yeah, yeah, just that. Um, yeah, like, if you go back. Um, Benny Elias, every time
16: they stepped out on the Suncorp, yeah. he got booed. Paul Gallen, he got booed. And they just took it as a mark of respect. They wore that like a badge of honour.
8: Yeah. Mark, I couldn't see the problem with it. I th- no. In fact, I think it adds to the game. It adds to the rivalry. It adds to the the hatred between some teams. I think it's what sport can be about, that that mm. fierceness among players on the field, but also the fans off the
13: field. Yeah,
7: Mark's right. It's sort of a mark of respect in one... Re- what, regarding that, he's so good, Luttrell. <laughs> and the get... other thing, yes, Mark.
13: Sorry. Yeah, um, last night,
16: the Falcon try <laughs> is that the first ever Falcon
7: try? <laughs> <laughs> I, know,
8: I think it could, a could be, Mark. Yeah. I tell you what, if it was, it was a bloody important one. <laughs> it, <laughs> it sealed now, Melbourne's it. fate, didn't it? It did, yeah,
11: and it just came straight off his nut into the end goal, rough and I just, Sebastian Chris. And yeah. just
16: a smile wrapped
7: in his face thinking, are they going to give it? Are they going to yeah. give it? Mark, that came off the um, Nelson-Sophis-Solomona uh, knock-on, which wasn't a knock-on, Dino. Correct. Do you reckon it was? I don't think it was. I don't think
8: it was either. He,
7: he was. He did lose control of the footy momentarily, but no one else touched it. He regathered it before it hit the ground when he was trying to do the play the ball. Um, the referees called knock-on. They didn't have any challenges left, which was... Foolish of the storm because of what happened earlier in the game, and um, they've scored in the next set of six.
8: You know what happened last night at Shark Park? Mm. North Queensland kept their powder dry in terms of challenges, and they challenged with about two minutes to go. Mm. And they play the ball. They got the penalty. They scored the try Good to point. win the game. Good point. That mm. is proof not to go silly on challenges too early when you're hot under the collar or when you're all yeah. hyped up. Stay calm because if they'd have lost their challenge early, wouldn't have got that. They yeah. wouldn't have got Good the point. penalty. Good point. They'd be playing this week.
7: Yeah, and the storm did um, waste theirs earlier. With Olam, I think um, called for a challenge when he lost the ball in the tackle. Clearly, it wasn't uh, Reef Jardine. He actually lost the ball, but he's challenged it, and they've lost their challenge.
8: What about this Ray? Off topic slightly. Marcus Stoynas, who mm. I respect immensely, he was out LBW in the second oh, I saw game. That. He went for a review, and the replay had oh. it hitting middle, not it's even halfway up, <laughs> not middle of leg, middle. Sure, you, that's you, embarrassing.
7: Surely you know. And surely you, the, the, the guy at the opposite end will say, mate, don't do this. You're that's absolutely sl- plumb. It's, that's selfish to me. That was ridiculous. One of the uh, worst calls. Uh, speaking of cricket, quick update. Um, the first two days, the Oval Tests were washed out. Play started yesterday, day three. England won the toss. Always going to bowl first, given the nature of the wicket. Rolled South Africa for 118 in 36 overs. Uh, Robinson took five for and Stuart Broad took four for. but England in reply, Dino, 7 for one fifty-four. Pope top scoring was 61. It seems like 150 on this pitch. But 17 wickets fell on what effectively is the first day of the test match. Only two more days to go, but we'll probably get a result
8: now. I didn't see any of the game, Ray. I saw the prelim with Sean Pollock. I assume it was seeming round heavily. Oh, yeah,
7: and it was still very overcast. It didn't look too green, the wicket, though. Yeah, the oval, though, always bounces too. So the ball was bouncing and hooping and it was basically unplayable. Tony's on the line. Tony, good morning. Hi, guys. Um, the, the aluminium bat
17: that
7: already <laughs> <three> came out. <laughs> that oh, was, yes. That was goal, wasn't it? Was that the it same test so match? The world. That's right. Was that the t- same test match he tried to kick um, Java Dandad? Absolutely.
15: Yeah. And somebody told me ages ago,
16: apparently, I, I'm not sure exactly where, but apparently that aluminium bats in some
4: museum. I don't know, it might be It might be in... It, some, one of the callers might know, but
18: it could be in the Bradford Museum or somewhere, but they actually... <laughs> somebody kept it
16: and, and, and they put it somewhere as a bit of a momentum because, I mean, they obviously didn't... Whoever invented the Alamedian bats <laughs> um, didn't sell any more of them
17: because...
8: I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, they were, they were tell, yeah. tell you a story behind that. Mm. Lily went back into the dressing rooms when he was barred mm. and I think it was either Greg or Ian Chappell was captain, probably Greg. And he you, Greg, he yeah. calmed Dennis down mm. until Rod Marsh from the back of the room said, don't let the, yeah, yeah. I'm going to swear here, don't let the bastards tell you what to do, DK. So Dennis, being Dennis, <laughs> picked, picked up bat. the bat and walked straight back out again. <laughs> it's it's a true Greg, story. Yeah, Greg gave Marsh a gobful for... Antagonising the great <laughs> fast bowler, but he couldn't help himself.
7: It's a true story. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
5: It's on the game. The renowned Big Sports Breakfast Grand Final Lunch. This year, Clarkie, Loz, Jamie and yours truly, Jared Middleton, are heading to the Grand Pavilion at Rose Hill Racecourse, Wednesday, September 28, where the midweek Rose Hill races will be in full swing.
14: Don't miss an afternoon of big laughs, good food and even better company as you mingle with NRL and racing royalty.
5: And, of course, you may even get a winner or two with help from our Sky Racing tipsters. Plus, we'll preview Saturday Tab Epsom Day. Get your tickets now at australianturfclub.com.au.
19: G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlows Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths, but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlows Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat.
12: It's late afternoon on a quiet street. A truck pulls up. Yes. Two men get out. They take out a box, a big box. They carry it into a house. Yes. They come out. A family waves goodbye. It was free. Lano, just say free delivery on select fridges at Bingley. Mum, it's about the journey, not the destination. The fridges don't have journeys. They do at Bingley, and they're free, but only for a short time. Bingley, better living every day.
13: Brad Gray here with the latest market mover, skyracing.com.au.
11: It's the home of racing with tips and views from the leading form experts across all three racing codes.
13: There's breaking news
11: and
0: insights, plus catch all your favourite shows and the latest podcasts on demand wherever you are.
3: And the best part, it's 100% free.
13: So get the jump on the field and head to skyracing.com.au.
1: Shades of Rose, 200 metres to run. Two lanes clear from Electric Girl. Espiona can't get there. It's me with like headway, But Shades of Rose in front from Electric Girl. She's getting tired. Shades of Rose. I think she just held on. It's a photo here. Shades of Rose getting very tired from Electric Girl. But I think she just clung on.
6: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
7: Welcome back to the show. And, yes, Shades of Rose did hang on much to our next guest's relief. Bjorn Baker, the trainer of Shades of Rose, is on the line. Bjorn, good morning. We keep highlighting this, Mayor, but she keeps winning. She's a marvel. Good morning, Bjorn.
3: Yeah, morning, Ray and Dean. Yes, she is. She's uh, done a remarkable job, just kept going through the grades. So uh, absolutely thrilled to top it off with a group two one yesterday. Yeah,
7: that means so much to her potentially as a broodmare. Did you think she hung on?
3: Oh, I thought it was close. I thought the last 50 or the last 20 was tough watching, but uh, no, it was a fantastic result.
8: Bjorn, what are the plans for Shades of Rose?
3: Oh, it's a tough one. She's It's only a second preparation. I think I think um, a lot of people sort of forget that, including myself. She's had uh, six runs this time and including three trials, so she's been up for a while. So realistically... Um, I think we probably have to give her a break. So, uh, But we'll have a good look at her tomorrow and just have a bit more of a think about it. It's so tempting, though. There's so many races um, coming up over the next five or six weeks that it's sort of hard to put her out. But I think, realistically, you think about the what we can do and probably we'll have to put her out and give her a good break.
7: Yeah, of course, she has been racing through the winter into the early part of the spring, one four in a row, seven from nine, handles wet or dry, Races on speed, makes her own luck. Gee, she's a good racehorse, Bjorn.
3: Yeah, she is. She is. And and to think she started the preparation by bucking. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just been, since then, it's been a, a great preparation. So, And funnily enough, her half-brother won yesterday in Melbourne too, Scalapini. So it's funny yeah. how it works out. Uh, there you go. Uh, the mayor had a, a big day. So great for the owners. Yeah. Um, Steve Gillard, and, and uh, they've got a valuable broodmare up at Yarraman Park as well.
7: Exactly, yeah, both stakes races, uh, Scalapini wing the Sofitel at Flemington. Prime candidate was brave in the Theo Marks, Bia?
3: Yeah, he was fantastic, and uh, I thought with 150 to go he, he might just cling on, mm. um, but he He's very going, he's going better than ever as an eight-year-old, so we will probably look, he's raced in the Sydney stakes before, so that's the obvious aim in five weeks, of course, a $2 million race now. Yeah,
7: it's huge, yeah. And fun fact, again, uh, followed up his run the other day with another excellent run uh, at Rose Hill yesterday in the benchmark 7 out a strong benchmark 7 out. Pink Ivory won, he's been beaten a half-length into fourth.
3: Yeah, he went super and he yeah. really fought back, so... Um, he's another old-timer that's probably going better than ever. So we may even look um, at a couple of the staying stakes races over the next few weeks. So he's going really well.
7: Exactly. Hey, Ben, if I could just uh, march forward to next weekend. Firstly, Newcastle Cup Friday. Will Arapahoe go to the Newcastle Cup?
3: Yep, he'll definitely go there. He's been running really well. So looking forward to um, putting him out again. He's been up for a fair while, but he's sort of, Holding his form really well, and he, he looks great at home, so we don't, haven't had to do too much with him.
7: Yeah, he's been remarkable. And two horses who are absolutely flying at the trials, um, Overpass and O President. Overpass, I think you're going to throw him in the deep end in the shorts?
3: Yeah, we are. It's going to be a tough race. There's mm-hmm. nowhere to hide, though. If we want to um, compete with the big boys, we're going to have to find out at some stage. So it's going to be a fascinating race. It's really going to be like a mini mm. Everest, but... I think he's come back a bit of horse. I've got no doubt about that from the autumn, and he ran some really good races there. He looks great. His trials have been good, and I think he's really well set up to run a good, good race first up. And he's going to need to.
7: Yeah, no, he's um, he's flying at the trials. He'll take on the likes of Nature Strip from a rival trainer's point of view. Did you see Nature Strip yesterday? He looked he looked in pretty good order, yeah
3: Oh, he's a machine. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. He's the best in the world, and uh, uh, it's going to be extremely tough up up against him, Um, and he looks to be going super as well.
7: Exactly. I know President's just new to your stable, but impossible to miss um, his trial win the other day. 13 and a quarter lengths, I think it was.
3: Yeah, he's going super. Really happy with him, and he'll probably go to the Bill Ritchie. Um, There's also the... We may consider the benchmark 88-1200, but he'll get plenty of weight there, so... um, He's, he's a, a really good pick up for the stable. He was initially bought to go to Hong Kong but but didn't pass the vet to get up there. So okay. mm. um, he'll start Sydney we we'll have been very happy with him at the stage. Mm. Now Bjorn.
8: We have a talk topic today about unsavory moments in sport. Mm. Based on Nick Kirios's hissy fit, his meltdown at the US <laughs> Open. My suggestion was the underarm in eighty one. Have you ever Ever forgiven Australia for that?
9: No. <laughs> In a word.
3: <laughs> no. It's quite remarkable and. Uh... It just keeps coming up a lot, actually. There's, a great, there's actually a great thing. There's an instant Kiwi ad in New Zealand where the batsman, Brian McKechnie, pulls out his box. You know, as the ball's coming down and he puts out his box and the ball goes up and he hits it for six. <laughs> and that's my favourite retake. Funnily enough, actually, you wouldn't believe it. Brian McKechnie that faced that ball, mm-hmm. he was also an All Black. He played, played 10, didn't he? Yeah. But he played for the All Blacks. And three years before... Um, I think they were down like six three to Wales at Cardiff. And Andy Hagen just jumped out of the line out. And so it was an infamous moment in New Zealand sport, especially if you're Welsh, right? Yeah. And they blew the penalty and nothing went wrong. It was just he just totally took the jump out of the line out, penalty in New Zealand and Brian McKechnie actually kicked the penalty. So he's been involved in uh well the the main man in and two yeah. of the most infamous moments in New Zealand sports.
8: So there you go. Mm. Where is he now, um, Bjorn? Where is Brian McKechnie? Is he still on like the talking
3: circuit over there? I don't know, but he must have been a good sportsman. And that's when yeah. New Zealand was very good at baseball, rugby and <laughs> cricket. They yeah. had a tough, tough few weeks, actually.
7: Will you watch the ODI this afternoon, Bjorn?
3: Yeah, I have a good look at it. I yeah. watched it during the week. And, uh, you yeah, know, I thought we had the Aussies in the Niece We're ready to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have pulled a trigger and it just didn't work
7: out. Oh, we'll see how they go this afternoon. Hey, Bjorn, Stable was flying. Congratulations with Shades of Rose win yesterday and he's uh, hoping we get you on plenty of time through the Spring Carnival.
3: Yeah, I hope so. Good to hear. Good to hear your voices on a <laughs> Sunday morning.
7: Good Thanks, on Bjorn. you, Bjorn. Congratulations you again. There's Bjorn Baker, trainer of Shades of Rose, may go to the paddock now, which is fair enough. Dino, she's had a long campaign. Our next guest had a good day yesterday. Richard Cowan on the line. Rich, good morning.
4: Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog.
7: Yeah, congratulations first with Waterford, Rich, but can I uh, ask you about, like, just talking to Bjorn Baker, Just I'm not sure how much you heard of it, but he's more inclined to probably turn her out for a spell now. He'll look at her again tomorrow, but she's done a super job to storm through the grades this winter into the spring, and now she's a Group 2 winner.
4: Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, Ray, and I think Bjorn's really right. You, you go that once two extra to the well, and you have repercussions, and you pay for it next preparation, so... Um, I'm not sure which train. I think it's Tommy Smith. And Bart always said, you know, put them out when they're on top, they mm. come back just as good. So, she did a great job yesterday. Um, she does the work, she rolls, and then she quickens. And she did it on top of the ground yesterday. And uh, Espiona, well, she was in the confusing mm. bucket. She comes mm. out of the same. I thought she'd just sit back and and. But as soon as she come out to go bang Espiona, she wanted to hang she in. She hung in. Yeah. That just worried me that little bit.
7: Yeah, no, it certainly was not the SPN and We know. Hey, Rich Godolphin's in a pretty good position going into the Golden Rose. Can you split in secret and Golden Mile? Well, Golden
4: Miles, um, I think. It, I think it's the one who's really getting better. Um, mm. It'd be my pick of them. Um, but uh, look, it's going to be a great race. And and look, it was funny on the radio on this week. Uh, I someone might have said that Chris Wallace's patient with his horses. Like James Cummings is patient with the horses, and Chris Waller actually said to me, he said, "Rich, I wasn't always that patient. When I had a small team of ten, it was hard to be patient.
17: Mm, mm. When
4: you've got a big team, it's a lot easier to be that little bit patient because you usually got a few others behind them. But it is the it is the the best tool of the trade as a trainer is to be patient, and you get the rewards. James been patient with his secret and." Golden Mile and, and uh, I think they're both pretty smart. I think the Zagotcha's uh, well, Zagotcha beat in secret on yeah. Merritt's last start so she's got to be in the mix.
8: Rich, you've got a nice horse there in Waterford. Mm.
4: Oh look, it's just more about the, the people. Um, Ray mentioned about Brian Fletcher having a big weekend with Penrith and Scalapini. Well, Brian Fletcher's also in course, Waterford.
7: Yeah, sorry. Um,
4: yeah, but um, there's yeah, a lot of great people. My mate's Dan Sarich. I watched the race yesterday uh, at the uh, Oriental Hotel at Mudgie with Max Whitby, uh, Des Kennedy, the mayor from out there, and Brian Rudder, also three of the other owners in the horse. And Dad watched it with Shane Phillip and Pop Up Paul and uh, Al Stevenson, but another three owners elsewhere. So uh, we're all scattered everywhere, and the Cooks and uh, the where it's, uh Peter Gray, a mate of mine who started Dip Money. It's just uh, great to see, and Dave in Sydney's biggest bookie, mm. is in the horse as well, and Shane Phillipex. So it's just it's that exciting bulldog, but it is certainly exciting because there's plenty of uh, slow horses that go along before you get the uh, nice one.
7: Exactly, and you talk about Chris Waller's patience after the race. You know, the media was saying, "Oh, he's in Epsom horses, this, is he that," and Chris quite rightly said, "Look, we can still take this horse through his grades. It was only his fourth start yesterday, Rich, as you know, and he's still a a three year old." By northern hemisphere time, so there's so much up, upside with a horse like Waterford, and um, just that opportunity to let him build his confidence and do what Shades of Rose has done, I guess, and just win her way through the grades.
4: Well, the biggest thing is Ray the the, the amount of prize money that's on to offer in New South Wales. Um, if you if you put your horse further up and you and you jump grades. You're costing you're costing uh, the ownership group and, and the stable a lot of money, and I think owners love going through the grades. You're getting like seventy six thousand dollars for first yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Just I, I look back at horses that were racing ten year ago, and you think to yourself they won three hundred thousand. Nowadays they would be winning eight hundred thousand bulldog. <laughs> it's just it's certainly amazing, but certainly whatever you do, bulldog, don't get on the topic of prize money in racing to uh, the prize money for winning the minor premiership in rugby league. Because oh, yeah. then Brian Fletcher
8: might get upset. It's only 200,000 or something. Yes, it's yeah. minimal mm. for what you have achieved.
7: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's got to be addressed. Hey, Rich, just finally, um, nature strip. cheese Kate was gleaming yesterday. And uh, look, Chris's probably trying to keep the lid on it a little bit and almost said that he'll be underdog against Eduardo next week, but it's just great to have the, the champ back looking in such ominous form ahead of the shorts.
4: Well, it's like anything. We, we talk about different things in different sport in racing. Headline horses bring the crowds and bring attention. Um, look, I've never seen anything in my time since Wings, but before that we had Black Caviar, of course, and back to when Bulldog was probably there and Berber and Family of Man and in, but I'm not that old, but
8: <laughs> you're up and about today, aren't you, Rich? You <laughs> have a little win yesterday, did you?
4: He's a headline horse, Nature Strip, and uh, everyone's uh, talking about him. And the, the uh, I just can't believe how he continues to look. I think bigger oh, and stronger each incredible. time. Uh, yeah. He's an amazing horse, and he's going to be a headline horse. But I think Joe Pride and Eduardo, um, oh, geez, they're just uh, uh, you'd hate to be. Having a fight against Eduardo, you're trying of <laughs> your best right hand and you look over, and Eduardo will be just there pushing him off and saying, is that all?
7: <laughs> exactly. Hey, Rich, I'll, I'll leave you with this thought. Next week, the shorts, Nature Strip, Eduardo, Marzu, Classic Legend, Lost and Running, Mars Crusader, possibly Paul Leely. What a race. And then you've got the George Main, animo almost certain to go there. He's a genuine superstar, possibly Zaki. All roads to Ranwick next Saturday, Rich.
4: Oh, right, but it's every week. It's yeah. every week we're going to see it. Let's hope that Ranwick we get some fine weather. It was just great to see. It's uh, incredible. Well done to uh, uh, Sean Patterson and all the team at Rose Hill. A good track yesterday. That was the most exciting. A fair track. You can win on the fence. You can win in the middle of the track. I thought it was super-duper yesterday. Let's hope that we get some fine weather and we get that at ranwick mm. Talking about Dummy Spitz Bulldog, I still remember they upheld the protest last year and oh. Blanchet, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, or the one at Rose Hill, which was uh, the, uh, the the one. Oh, there was one protest at Rose Hill that Ray Murray upheld. My old man told me, great enter against Pereza, Dad said, listen, walk away, son. You can't with that big and dummy spit on, on, uh, on broadcast races. <laughs> and he made me walk away. Otherwise, I might have finished my career
17: right there and then.
7: Hey, good on you, Rich. Congratulations with Waterford yesterday. And you're right, exciting times going forward in in uh, the spring carnival. Ranwick next Saturday should be a beauty.
4: It will be. A bulldog, you did say earlier about Brad Arth and people whinging about because he hasn't won a comp. One of our great coaches, Brian Smith, but one of your journalist mates and one of our friends, Young Buzz, he keeps having a go at Brian Smith. He was a great coach. Just because he didn't win a comp doesn't mean he was a great coach.
8: Yeah, you're right. You're right, Rich. Mm. It's a bit like Super Bowls, though, isn't it? You get judged on premierships, I think, when it comes to coaches. Whether that be right or wrong, that's just how it is. No, it is. That's true.
7: Hey, good on you, Rich. Congratulations. We'll talk next
20: week, mate. Sure, boys. There's Richie Callender talking all things racing. Here's Tan with today's Scratchings. Tan, good morning. Morning, morning, everyone. Looking at racing today at New South Wales at Dubbo and Coffs Harbour and the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Starting with Dubbo, now the weather is fine. The track is a heavy 10, the rail is true, and there are 50 scratchings. From race one, take number seven, Deep Return, eight, Holly Road, nine, Perspetina, ten, Gizenza, fourteen, Fiery Pans. Emergencies 15, 19, and 20. Race two, number one, Dow Sun, three Guzler, four down to earth, eight gripping. Twelve Netty, thirteen Puya, fourteen snowing in Paris, Emergencies sixteen. To race three, take four keen contributor and ten murdeca. Race four, number two, bugalugs, three, primal scream. 9. Don't Forget Monica and 10. Affinity Beyond. Race 5. Take out 6 Briefly, 7. Centurion, 11 A Guinea, and 14 Sammy Ballerina. Race 6. Number 1. Chestnut Scaffer, 4. Cloudland, 7. Silver Scissors, 9 Cubic Zirconia, 10. Gossip, 12 Enzagi, Emergency 16. Race seven, number one, Lunsies, two Giannis, four Omudgie, five Tampering, six Canasta, 13 more than number one, Emergencies, 18, 19 and 22. And out of race eight, number two, Apache Red, three Hard to Dismiss, seven Baroneer Boy, eight Thieve, ten Individualist, eleven Ogram. Emergencies 15 and 17. That's from race eight at Dubbo. Coffs Harbour. The weather is fine. The track a heavy eight. The rail is true and there are 30 scratchings. Race one, number one, Bar Mutt. Four, Airstrike and ten, Senatorial. Race two, take out five, Ice Kitten. Emergencies 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Race three, number one, Spiel. Two, Del Tora and nine, Gucci Sliders. Out of the fourth, number four, Red Lantern, five, Strobing and eight, The Golden Rule. Race five, number two, Airstrike, three, Sassy Choice, eight, Cool Amigo, nine, Kermantic and twelve, Four Egos. To the sixth, take out four, No Respect, eight, Tribute King and nine, Jacin Tally. And race seven, take out five, Ready to Chase, six, Sub Runner, twelve, You know Moon, 13 Pukova, Emergencies 16, 17 and 18. That's from race seven at Coffs Harbour. And up to the Sunshine Coast where the weather is fine, the track is soft six. The rail at six metres the entire course and there are 35 scratching scratchings. From race one, take number 13, number 13. Race two, numbers four and six. From race three, numbers one, six, eight, 12, 15 and 17. Out of the fourth, numbers 1, 5, and 9. Race 5, take out 3 and 9. Race 6, take out 3 and 11. Race 7, numbers 3, 5, 10, 11, and 13. Race 8, numbers 13 and 14. And out of race 9, take out 1, 3, 6, 10, 12, 14, 15, 16 and the emergencies 19, 21, 22 and 23. That's out of race nine at the Sunshine Coast. Thanks,
7: Tan. Tips today. Dubbo, race one, number two, Honour the Crown into race two, number six, Sistine Queen. Hopefully we can get a bank early. In the Dubbo Cup, race seven, number eight, Casino Kid will be hard to beat. Coffs Harbour today, race three, number three, Long Real each way into race six, number three, Fear Me Prince. Quick update in the tennis, Shabur has taken Swiatek to a tiebreaker in the second set. Here's the news.
21: Hello, I'm Sarah Wombe. A date has been set for the Queen's funeral as members of the Royal Family have appeared in public for the first time since Her Majesty died. Ruth Wynne-Williams reports. King Charles III has announced the Queen's funeral will be held on the 19th of September at London's Westminster Abbey. His Royal Highness made the decision after meeting with officials, including British Prime Minister Liz Truss, at Buckingham Palace today. It comes after the King's official proclamation at nearby St James's Palace, Prince William and Princess Catherine and Harry and Meghan made public appearances at Windsor this afternoon. Prince William releasing a statement on Instagram paying tribute to his late grandmother, saying the late monarch had been by his side through his happiest moments and his saddest days. The Prince pledging to support his father, the new King. King Charles III will now tour Scotland Ireland and Wales before the Queen's funeral is marked by a bank holiday in nine days time. In London, Ruth Wynne-Williams. Charles will officially be proclaimed King of Australia at a ceremony at Parliament House in Canberra today. Indigenous representatives will perform a smoking ceremony and there'll be a 21-gun salute. Travel is being made free across the New South Wales public system to allow people to attend the proclamation at State Parliament this afternoon. Transport Minister David Elliott says people will come from far and wide to show respect to the new king.
22: Sydney really does have a very special relationship with the royal family and this ensures that regardless of, uh, of who you are, where you are, where you live, you can attend the proclamation ceremony.
21: A sudden death investigation is underway after two people were found dead in a central Queensland home. Rhiannon Solomon-Marin reports.
20: Police were called to check on the welfare of two residents at a home in Rockhampton around 5.30 yesterday evening. There they made the gruesome
10: discovery of two deceased women aged 81 and 44 years old.
20: Inquiries are ongoing to establish the circumstances of their death. Anyone with relevant information is being asked to contact police, it's understood of Officers were at the home late into the evening. A report will be prepared for the coroner.
21: Overseas, the Ukrainian army claims it's recaptured Kupiansk, a strategic town in the northeast occupied by Russia. The BBC's Hugo Bichega has more on that story.
12: Officials
14: shared a picture that appears to show Ukrainian troops holding up the country's flag in front of the city hall with the Russian flag at their feet. Their next target seems to be Izium, a logistical hub for the Russian army. The Ukrainian advances are the most significant changes on the front lines in months and apparently caught Russian forces by surprise. Moscow has remained silent, but if confirmed, the losses would mark a humiliating setback. In recent weeks, Russia redeployed forces to the south amid a much-anticipated Ukrainian operation. This likely left positions exposed and Ukraine has seen an opportunity to attack.
21: And briefly, today marks 21 years since the September 11 terrorist attacks. This is Air News. The Cowboys will host a preliminary final in two weeks' time after a 32 to 30 Golden Point victory over the Cronulla Sharks in the NRL. Canberra also locked in their semi-final spot, downing Melbourne 28 to 20. Collingwood has defeated Fremantle 79 to 59 in their semi-final. The loss also marks the end of Fremantle veteran David Mundy's AFL career. Teammate Caleb Sarong says it was emotional.
12: I kind of gave him a big hug and had kind of distance myself so I didn't have a tear in my eye but it's, um, it's really sad uh, obviously a great celebration down here he's had an amazing career um, he's given so much to this football club we it's, uh, it's tough to put into words what he has given and what he means to this club and what he means to us as as players and teammates. And
21: Will Davison has denied local hero Andre Heimgardner in a grouping Auckland Super Sprint
11: opener. Leonie Kay reports. Davison who celebrated his 40th birthday last week won for the third time this season. Pole sitter Cam Waters finished third ahead of Chas Mostert and Shane Van Gisbergen. Davison took home the maximum 105 points having set the fastest lap of the race. Van Gisbergen will carry a reduced 493-point lead over Waters into today's race. Davison is just five points further in arrears, with De Pasquale now 533 points from the lead. Drivers will send off Pakakaui today with two more 41-lap sprints.
21: Australian
11: Independent
21: Radio News.
6: Sky Sports Radio, number one in racing. Heard throughout the state, including West Wyalong on 87.6 FM, Holbrook on 99.3 FM, Foster on 93.5 FM, and Naruma on 106.9 FM. The all-new Nissan Qashqai, X-Trail and Pathfinder arrive in Australia soon. Demand for these all-new SUVs is high, so visit your Nissan dealer today to place your order.
5: HQ Insurance gives you peace of mind with 24 hour foal cover and no excess on life saving surgery claims, plus optional extended foal policy until the 2024 yearling sales. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure, insure with HQ. It's on the game. The renowned Big Sports Breakfast Grand Final Lunch. This year, Clarkie, Loz, Jamie and yours truly, Jared Middleton, are heading to the Grand Pavilion at Rose Hill Racecourse, Wednesday, September twenty-eighth, where the midweek Rose Hill races will be in full swing. Don't miss an afternoon
14: of big laughs, good food and even better company as you mingle with NRL and racing royalty.
5: And, of course, you may even get a winner or two with help from our Sky Racing tipsters. Plus, we'll preview Saturday Tab Epsom Day. Get your tickets now at australianturfclub.com.au.
11: On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Go all in on the Volkswagen Model Year 22, Tiguan One All Space 132 TSI Life from 49990. Conditions and exclusions apply. Visit Volkswagen.com.au. Ian Cove North, the best water main on Epping Road near Mowbray Road. Has traffic affected in both directions. More bank traffic lights are flashing yellow on the M5 off ramp at Heathcote Road. Make sure you take care there. Erskine Park lights are blacked out on Swallow Drive at Erskine Park Road. Delays going both ways. Drooling over the new phone that's just dropped at Optus. Get it at the best price guarantees with their 5G phone price match guarantee teas and C's apply visit and opt the store for details I'm Thomas Reeve number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio
7: on
21: the big sports breakfast interstate
7: weather We'll start with Sydney. Sunny Sunday heading for a top of 21 degrees. Melbourne showers developing and 17. Brisbane partly cloudy and 25. A terrific Sunday for Brisbane. Perth mostly sunny and 23 degrees. Adelaide cool partly cloudy just 16 degrees. Cold Sunday for Hobart with a shower or two about and 13 degrees is the maximum. Darwin heading for a possible shower today but a top of 32 degrees. And the Nation capital waking up to a sunny Sunday and 16 degrees.
1: Ball goes to Nathan Cleary. Out the back to Crut, Playing will to hard to hold. He scores! Totler in the corner with a great foot down Carlos Alcaraz
2: is into his first major final. He becomes just the second teenager to reach the US Open final. The Canberra Raiders have knocked the Melbourne storm out of the season
4: beats five. They've won five straight in Melbourne now. Brisbane Lions,
5: the finals hoodoo gone.
6: sports radio and radio tab the big sports breakfast weekend
7: and welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray and as we come back to you Iga Swiatek has just won the U.S. Uh, Open women's final 6-2-7-6 against Ons Jabeur. it's her third grand slam she's a two-time French Open winner as well in 2020 and 2022 certainly with the retirement of Ash Barty, Igor tech has taken over the world's number one mantle and her second major for the year. Big second hour of the show coming up. Peter Peters will join us very shortly to talk all things NRL. Tom Magney will join us a little later from Kilmore. The League Super Quiz Dino, Wayne's already text in. Thank you, Wayne. Twenty three seventeen, I leave at the moment. Do you, know? you do. Yeah, It's all
8: clear, even though I'm trying to get you good things. Manipulate my you way are. back into this You're competition. You're doing a good job at
7: that, Jared Daffy, with today's life lesson and all thing tab odds. And Phil Mostel join us to talk the world of football. Dino, no EPL, Scottish Premier League, or football of any kind in England um, this weekend with the passing of the Queen.
8: Yeah, terribly, terribly yeah. sad, wasn't it? Right, it was. Yeah, she, and, um, uh, remarkable, remarkable. Yeah, absolutely remarkable lady.
7: An incredible. Life she's led and her her sense of duty and and how she basically gave her life to that role for se- you know, virtually all her life. Seventy years on the throne are incredible, isn't it? Historical moment in for the world when her passing and of course now King Charles III.
8: It's very rare something like this happens around the world. Unites almost as one, and that's mm. what's happened. Yeah, exactly. In this yeah. Situation, and I did. I think it was a nice touch from the NRL to have a minute's silence before each game.
7: Yeah, it, exactly. And we did um, see that also in the AFL and in other sporting codes. Um, our talk topic today is Worst Antics in Sport. You can call us on 135353, SMS 0419767272. Got a few SMSs there, Dino?
8: Yeah, I just can't find the one I'll read out to you. There's a ton of them here, but one was John Hopoate's Antics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, As we know, with opposition players' backsides, and you can throw Corey Norman in there as well. (laughs) And there's another one here I'm just trying to find about um, James Graham biting the ear of Billy Slater, which would have been in the 2012 Grand Final. Yeah, that's right. It was a pretty nasty incident. Did he get suspended for that? He he proclaimed his innocence right up until judiciary, James Graham, he got it. Eight weeks, I think. Well, that's
7: right. you too you got a fair whack. Um, very shortly, Peter Peters will join us. Now, during this segment, we have a Z NRL watch to give away. Um, all you need to do is listen during Peter Peters' segment and after our chat with Zorb, we'll give a question on something we discussed during the interview, and the first person through with the correct answer will win an NRL club watch of their choice. So stay listening with our chat with the great man who is up now, Peter Peters. Good morning. Been loving the footy, Zord. What's been your take so far on week one of the finals? Morning, Ray.
16: Morning, Bulldog. Well, what a sensational start to our uh, to our final series and, uh, in 2022. The stars came out and played, didn't they? Up went the standard of football, up with the intensity, up with the interest. It was just sensational right through every game we've had thus far, and including, we're not going to leave them out, the NRL women's uh, game down in uh, in Melbourne, 1918 to St. George over Brisbane. It just was part of the standard. Mm. Fantastic stuff. Started on Friday night. Nathan Cleary coming back after five weeks out. An absolute masterclass at Penrith put the sword to their close neighbours. And the team that's really worried them in recent times, Parramatta, two wins over Penrith this year. But when push come to shove, um, Penrith stepped up. And they actually bullied the Parramatta pack. Didn't think I'd see it. Did see it on Friday night. 21,800 there. And a lot of people complaining that they couldn't get in. But the atmosphere was terrific. They deserved a home semi under the rules of the game. And they took every advantage.
8: What did you make of the manly meeting during the week between Des Hasler, Tony Mestroff and Scott Penzorba?
16: am not sure what to make of it, Bulldog. Um, to tell you the truth, like everyone else, I'm over it. Um, I, I just want to see some action taking place there one way or the other.
7: That's yeah, fair enough. Short, what action should and that and be, Zorba? <laughs>
16: no, I'm not sure. Uh, Bulldog just to be wanting to... Pushed me into a corner on it. No, 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 no. You've been, but you've a... been
8: vocal from the start, and you're entitled to have that opinion. You're a life no, member, well, and you
16: just said there was trouble there, and yeah. it was right. And and um, you know, I, they should sort it out. I mean, that's that's what's got to happen. But uh, I don't know if they will. There will be changes there, and there has to be. I mean, that football department has been a circus.
7: We'll get back to the football, so to speak. Cowboys thirty-two, Cronulla thirty, in an absolute epic qualifying final last night. So went into golden point after five minutes, uh two five-minute periods of extra time. Fantastic game of footy, I
16: think It was a great game of football. Mm. I mean, people, the purists, say, "Oh, what about the defence? Well, I, I thought the defence was strong. It was just that the the uh, the attack was was sensational. Mm. Um, Thirty-two, thirty in the end. Uh, Ninety-three minutes to to settle it. A magnificent field goal from the former Shark match winner himself, Valentine Holmes. And hasn't Holmes turned his career around after that? That that entry into the NFL that really never took off mm. uh, with the uh, New York Jets. And coming home, he didn't look the same player. Um, he took a long time to get uh, to get cracking. But to his, uh, to his credit, his coach's credit, um, he's done that. He's as good as ever. He's probably better. And you um, just felt last night, I know, watching the game on the edge of my, my seat at home, watching it, um, I said to my wife, this is going to be settled by Holmes. And sure enough, he stepped up. The great players step up. And both he and Tamalolo last night, mm. Holmes out the back and Tamalolo up front, they were just magnificent. Not that Cronulla weren't outstanding either. I thought that uh, their captain, Nico Hines, just had a, had a great game. assists all over the place, taking the right option. They just fell at the last hurdle. Brave effort from them in Andrew Fafita's 250th game. I loved every minute of it, but Tom Malolo last night, oh, he's back to his best. Uh, one thing that came out of last night, I thought, which is um, something that we should keep in the back of our minds going forward, is that in extra time, anything goes. Even crusher tackle. Now I think Grant Atkins is the best referee we've got at the moment. I hope he gets the grand final. He put the whistle away in the extra time and let the players sort it out, and they did. And uh, eventually, it was the uh, uh, the Cowboys that get the home semi and one game away from the grand final now. But um, in that extra time, there were no six agains. There were there were crusher tackles that were let go. There were uh, uh, there were high shots. There were play the ball issues. He just let it go and. I thought it was, it was part of uh, what it was last night. It was just a great game of football uh, down there in
8: the Shire. Zulba, won't put you on the spot in terms of naming a side, but if a kangaroo side was to be named today, and it will be named for the World Cup, do you see sweeping changes, i.e. a new era coming through for the Green and Gold?
16: Yeah, I do. I do, Bulldog. And I, and I think we should be aware, too, that the selection panel, um, if I've got it right, I think I have, Mal Meninga, Darren Lockyer, Laurie Daly—is that correct? Yes. Okay, because um, both Brad Fittler and Billy Slater withdrew um, from the selection panel. I think it was fair to their respective state of origin sides, and I go along with that. Peter Vlandes, as uh, chairman of the uh, ARL, is the uh, uh, is the um, is also on the selection panel. If he has to decide, look, I I think. It's an exciting time for Australia. I, I just, I think we can go with a lot of youth, but there's one veteran that I want to take. And if you recall, Bulldog, go back to 1990, one of Australia's great escapes in uh, in Manchester was when the late great Bob Fulton chose Cliff Lyons as uh, as as a, as a partner to Ricky Stewart in the halves for Australia after they got beaten in the first Test match. At, um, at Wembley, and it was a brilliant bit of play by, by Cliffy Lyons along with uh, Ricky Stewart that led to a try by the current coach, Mal Meninga, that got Australia home late in a great game and they went on to, uh, to win the series 14-4 in Leeds um, in a couple of weeks after that. But if there's a player in Australia now in the NRL that reminds me of Cliff Lyons, it's Cody Walker. I would take Walker as a cover, a backup, uh, as an insurance policy on the tour to maybe, um, maybe Jack Whiten at 5'8", but I'd have Tedesco, Cleary, Grant and Whiten as my starting one six seven and 9. I'd have Latrell Mitchell and Valentine Holmes in the centre. I'd have Alex Johnson and Young Suali on the wings and I think that that back line could ignite mm-hmm. the World Cup. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter who we're picking our forwards. We've got a good enough pack anyway to let that back line go riot over there in, uh, in England. And um, given the right conditions, I think they can uh, win the World
8: Cup um, with that side. Zulba, I would never, ever suggest that a kangaroos jumper would be given away. You have to earn that jersey. But do you think if we take Joseph Suwali, that might just help? keep him in Rugby League, given we know Rugby Union's to go. Interest. Probably deserves to go, Dino. He's, I think a, he's he a future.
16: Does, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't give a jersey away. I think he deserves to go. Yeah. I think he's a better winger than some of the wingers that have played rep football this year. I think he's as good as um, his co-winger, uh, who's played State of Origin this year. I think, you know, Tupu's been a fantastic player for the mm. Roosters and for New South Wales and for Australia. I think he's as good as him. I think he's as good as uh, Tuho. From Penrith, who's played Origin football this year, I think he's as good as um, just about any winger in the competition at the moment. I and I think he's got the ability. He's got the ability to play several positions. Mm. And in a World Cup tour, you need players that can that can move around a bit. I mean, you could put him in the centres, he'd kill it. You could put him on the at uh, fullback, which is where he wants to play. He mm. could he could he could be filling anywhere. And and those sort of players. Um, are the sort of players that you could, you should take, like Whiten, who can play five eight centre. Um, I would take uh, Harry Grant and uh, Damian Cook as my hookers to cover that spot. I just think we've got an exciting side, and we should go over there and um, and, and and show them how to play again.
7: Yeah, no, and it's sort of to Dino's point, Sorb, it's an investment in the future, isn't it? Because he is a long term kangaroo. Hey, Sorb, just a quick one. Um, Dino did raise it earlier about the booing of Luttrell last Sunday and Manly Manal has sent in a text, Morning boys, I'm pretty sure you're missing the point about the booing to me. It's unsportsmanlike. In this case, it was aimed squarely at Luttrell for the, the grub tackle he did on his ex-team. And I'm presuming Manly Manal was talking about the Manu tackle last year. It worked as you saw Luttrell's response. It upset him, which was the intention um, it's called vilification. To me, booing is for the Punch and Judy show. But hey, that's exactly how Bulldog started with his rant about our nick. The the booing of Latrell Zorb, um, so, well, to me it's almost a mark of respect because I remember when back in the eighties and Wally Lewis and Sir Richard Hadley were playing for New Zealand cricket team, they were booed mercilessly in Sydney because they were just so good. I
16: don't think it will happen to the same effect today because South Sydney will have um, an equal number of probably more. Fans in the stadium than um, than will uh, will the Roosters. So you know, I just think that Latrell's a star, um, and I don't think it's going to affect him all that much. I think the thing that comes into it is that um, um, a lot of young Indigenous boys might see their hero being booed, and it may turn them off the game. I think that's a legitimate um, that's a legitimate thought about it. But Latrell's big enough. Um, and strong enough, and, and has got more talent than most, um, I think he'll handle it okay today. And I, I I think there's other things to do than boo at the football. Um, and Well, you, you don't agree with like booing at the footy, Zorb? Sort of. but something they
8: can do. What's that, Bulldog? You don't agree with booing at the footy?
16: I do agree with it. You, you know, you pay your money and do it right yeah. But I, I just don't think it's going to affect him, and I don't think it'll be as loud and as prolonged.
7: I might spur him on, I reckon, you know, Zorb. Life.
16: You go You go there yeah. to enjoy it. Booing someone, I, I I can't see the
7: point. It'll spare him on I reckon, Zorb. Hey yeah, speak of Yeah. Hey speaking of today's game, Zorb, this is gonna be a beauty at Alliance. At the moment, the Roosters are a dollar sixty fave head to head, the Rabbitohs are two thirty five. What do you think, Zorb? Well
16: I, I find it hard to evaluate this game. Um, for a start, um how how is the roof the skipper? Uh, sorry, how is the the Rabbitohs skipper Going to uh, to get through the game, if indeed he gets through. Mm. Um, I mean that 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 issue he's got um, with with head injuries. Um, I I just worry about how Cameron Murray's going to get through the game. Victor Radley too is opposite is in virtually the same position. But I look, I see this game as two great fullbacks Mitchell and Tedesco will have a uh, a huge part to play. I think the centres are both below par for what both clubs would like at this time of the year. Um, Momoroski's a, a, a real pro and a journeyman. Drew Hutchinson is not quick, but he's uh, effective. So that's the centre pairing today uh, without Joseph Manu. Mm. Um, but then you've got Isaac Tass and Campbell Graham, who, who's just coming back from a long injury. Graham and Tass is only a kid. Um, I, I just think whoever handles that, Centre pairing the best could end up on top today. Great halves, Cody Walker and um, and young Ilias has had a good season. Uh, up against Keely and Walker, they're small but they're effective. But up front, I think um, who's going to handle James- JWH today? Waria Hardrave's up against Davita Tatala and and uh, Mark Nichols and coming off the bench, Thomas Burgess. But uh, Crichton has been playing well for the Roosters as well. Um, and Lodge coming off the beach Mm. for them. has been a real plus. I I wouldn't be surprised if he starts today like he did last game, and they take it to the South Sydney forwards. It should be a great game. I'm going to go for the Roosters just over the Rabbitohs. Um, Can I finally say, too, that I reckon we saw the end of a great era um, last night down in Melbourne where where Ricky Stewart's Canberra side showed, showed how brave they were. And just quietly, they may have, the best pack in the comp in uh, um, Joseph Tarpani was great last night. Papa Lihi, yeah. um Hawera Naira, uh, Horsborough yeah, back row was great. Yeah. They're a good pack mm. and they they really ripped into the Melbourne Storm pack last night. But when I say the end of an era, um, they're bowing out week one. The Storm we often see them go right through. Uh, have in recent years seen them go through many times, but Felice Cafusi. Uh, Jesse and Kenny Bromwich, Brandon Smith, all played their last game for the Storm last night and it just hit suddenly. Mm. Uh, Bellamy's got one more year to go there and he's hopping out. I reckon it's odds on that Munster will play out next year and then leave the Melbourne Storm at the same time as his great coach Craig Bellamy and that will need some rebuilding down there. Um, Don't know who Mm. the coach will be to take over but He's got big shoes to fill, and I hope it's Billy Slater because he's capable of continuing on the dynasty that Bellamy has started down there, uh, but I reckon Munster going for sure, and that's one of the big things to come out of the game. What a game by Tarpeny 28-20 in the end. Fantastic game of football. How often do you see a player like a Xavier Coates scorer? Uh, a hat trick of tries and be on the losing side. Just yeah. incredible.
7: Yeah, we might see an incredible game this afternoon too, I reckon, Zorb with the Roosters and South. Enjoy that, Zorb, and we'll talk next week.
16: Okay, and congratulations to the girls. Rachel yep. Pearson, a field goal in extra time to beat the um, Brisbane Broncos 1918 in the Women's Rugby League. And Ali Brigginshaw mm. from Brisbane, she is. Jonathan Thurston with play. <laughs> she
7: can play. She
16: is yeah. an amazing player. Yeah, yeah, I mean, can. to watch her almost pull that side home to a victory uh,
7: yesterday it was sensational. Yeah. Go the girls. <laughs> yeah, she scored that try to level it up too. She is fantastic. Hey, Zorban, enjoy the footy this afternoon. And as I said, we'll talk next Sunday, mate. Good boys. There's Peter Peters talking all things NRL. listening to Dino and Ray in a Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
8: The Putters Panel. Well, interesting to hear everyone's comments here. Oh, well, James go forward on surefire. Well, this happened. While all that's going on, Timmy Clark will be seven off the fence on Knight's Order, going in a straight line from the mile start, getting to the turn of the 1,300, carving across, leading by two, and keep going. And at $19, one of the best value runners of the
5: whole day.
1: It's Knight's Order going all the way here in the Chelmsford States. The Putters Panel, Friday morning, Racing HQ. <laughs>
18: Build or renovation? Wideline Windows & Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started. Even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes are returned in 48 business hours. Just upload your plans or tell them what you need. Easy! There's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows & Doors website. www.wideline.com.au
5: Get into Totally Workwear Riddlemere for all your workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with the biggest range of shirts, pants, boots and high-vis. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop workwear shop.
10: Get trackside this Friday for outstanding spring carnival racing on Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup Race Day. Featuring three Group 3s, including the Australian Bloodstock Cameron Handicap, the Yarraman Park Tibby Stakes and, of course, the Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup. With race day package options all but sold out, secure your tickets online now at newcastleracecourse.com.au. This spring, experience the pinnacle of racing in the Hunter at Newcastle Racecourse.
1: With a furlong to go. It's Ernesto in between Luxenberg. Stone Age up the rail is Vedini inside the final half. Furlong on the outside is Meshriff. And it's Luxenberg getting up at the Irish champion stakes from Onesto Vedini in third. Then Meshriff Stone Age.
6: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
7: Yeah, that was Luxembourg winning the Irish champion. So, gee, you got excited the call. I love it? that call. Gee, you got excited. It's one... Actually, Tanya and I are watching the race on YouTube this morning. Um, the, the car, I'd love to go there one day. It's a magnificent course. Absolutely magnificent. So, we'll get there one day. We're hoping to get um, Tom Magnier very shortly to talk about Luxembourg and all things um, racing. Now, um, yeah, for Z uh, Watch, for your chance to win the and Z Watch, who did Zorba say would win this afternoon's finals match at Allianz Stadium? Who did Zorba say would win the clash this afternoon at Allianz Stadium between the Roosters and South? Call now on 1353 53 or SMS 0419 767 272 if you think you know the answer for your chance to win a Z and Z watch. Um, Dino, we've got some SMSs, got plenty coming in. All things uh, rugby league and sport.
8: Yeah, PK from Albury says Cowboys should not have won the captain's challenge. How could Matt Moreland clear the ruck? I thought it was a fair y- pinch. Y- what did you think of that, mate? I yeah. thought it was a fair pinch. I thought his foot touched the ball. Mm. It may well have been accidental, yeah. but that caused the Cowboys player to drop the ball. I-, I thought it was a fair pinch, mm. personally. Yeah,
7: fair enough. Steve says um, Fogarty's been underrated since he came back from injury for the Raiders can't believe the Titans let him go he's been instrumental in the Raiders late season charge hasn't he? Fogarty at half he's been fantastic he's been, fantastic. Terrific, mate. Gee, he's been, been terrific. a good player terrific, and he nailed that goal from the sideline under pressure there last night he's a really good player
8: another one here, no name I'll say it again Munster will be at Manly Zorba keeping his cards close to his chest he knows do you I... know? Oh, I don't think that's right I think he'll be at Redcliffe. I spoke to Cameron Munster for about 15 minutes during the week, Ray. Mm. He confirmed that Benji Marshall had texted him yeah. personally, mm. asking whether there would, you know? would be yeah. an interest in the Tigers. I don't think he'll go to the Tigers. I think he'll go to Redcliffe. That's my gut feeling. But I'd be stunned if he popped up at Manly. I haven't heard that before.
7: Yeah, Dean, this is an interesting one from Ivan from Nangus. Morning, Dean and Ray. How did Brad Fittler leave out Jack Whiten from Game 3 in the State of origin? Um, the man is on fire, has been so good all year. The Raiders can beat power, they have the belief. And, of course, Whiten was our best player in Game 1.
8: Yeah, I hear you, Ivan. I've got to be honest, though, we did go to Perth in Game 2, Ray. Oh, and fantastic. we belted them. Yeah, we absolutely yeah. belted them. Hard to change a winning team. And I think it? Freddie yeah. had that theory of, you know what, mm-hmm. we've got their measure, which we didn't, but mm. after Game 2, we've got their measure and we should keep the same side. Yeah. Ivan, I go to Junior a lot, a lot of friends do now. I go through Nengs. Nice part of the world down there, right? Yeah, Nangus, is it? Nangus. Yeah,
7: so that's near Juni, is it? It yeah. certainly is. It's about yeah.
8: 20 minutes outside of Juni. Beautiful part of the world down there. It's a street there called Bangus. Bangus Street in Nangus. Okay, there nice. you go. Yeah. Just what? for the trivia buffs. Was Laurie born in. I think uh, Laurie's dad might have been born in Nangus. Okay, yeah. yeah. And,
7: and Laurie was his Juni boy, isn't Laurie's he? Laurie's Juni boy. Yeah, yes.
8: okay. So uh, plenty of text here coming into supporting Zorba about Cody Walker, Ray. And I agree, I think Cody Walker would be a great tourist. Mm -hmm. He can play a couple of positions. He can play 14. He can play halfback if he had to. Uh, And his form this year has been brilliant.
7: I like your theory with Suali, um, but I think he does deserve to go on a kangaroo tour because two things. One, he's going to be a long-term Australian player, isn't he? He is a super talent. And to Zorb's point, he can cover a number of positions, fullback, wing, centre, probably even play a back row if they're stuck. But he he could play anywhere that kid he is. He's a long-term... Kangaroo, if he play stays in the sport, any mail there, Dino? Any
8: mail? Well, you speak to the Roosters; they think he wants to stay. Yeah, Uh, rugby haven't actually made an official offer yet, Ray, but the mail I'm getting is that they have been told if they want him it would be a five-year deal worth $10 million.
7: Wow, he's in demand, that kid. We've got a winner for our Z&Z z watch. Lance Kedwood from Port Macquarie has won. He correctly answered that Zorba has selected the Sydney Roosters, and Lance is a Parramatta supporter, so he'll get a z and z watch with the Eels colors. And, of course, thanks to Z&Z jewelers and... Z their shop is at Westfield Hertz, Hurstville, um, for the Z and Z Jewelers, and they make the best
8: NRL watches. Dino, outstanding. They certainly do. They've been around a long time. Z and Z been great supporters of rugby league over many, many years. Right, Alan's Reeks. His name, good man, Alan. It, you know him. I do. Outstanding. I do.
7: Dino, this is again no name. Um, love your show. Can the Cowboys and the Rabbitohs play in the grand final? You, you think the Rabbits can win uh, yes, today, yes, can't can not you? You think the Rabbits can win today?
8: I do. I think they'll win.
7: So they
8: Look, it's very hard-tipping finals, Ray. They're all... You've you, got you, to get you, this right. They, you're put, put which two... side of the
7: draw the Rabbits on? They're on the, the side of the draw. Correct, correct. yeah.
8: They're on uh, the other side, too, yeah. the Cowboys. But, you know, it's very hard-tipping finals. You, you're talking about elite teams. Mm. Um, but I thought the Raiders were impressive last night. I wouldn't write them off. They'll, they'll give Parramatta a red-hot crack next week. And I just wonder... I'm a Brad Arthur supporter, right? Mm. And this is nothing against BA as a coach, but the Parramatta fans, if they go out in straight sets, how will they cope again? Oh, I don't Another year go. goes by. I don't want
7: to go. You should have seen Tanya and I on Friday night. There wasn't a word said. Nothing. I gave, I gave a fist pump when Penworth got the try and went 17-8 uh, up, kick to come.
8: Did you get a, a desk there with a the fist did. pump?
7: I got criticised. I wouldn't <laughs> do that to you. I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's really hard because... <laughs> Out of respect for each other, you have to go to
8: the bathroom to do a couple of fist pumps <laughs> in front of the mirror.
7: Oh dear, but it, it is pretty tough. Hey, look, Dino, we'll call now for the league super quiz. So call now on thirteen fifty three fifty three. That's thirteen fifty three fifty three to be part of the league super quiz. No, I've been told we've got to hang on to league super quiz, Dino. Right,
8: we'll
9: we've got, got calls, calls online. Peter's, Peter's
7: there. there. Peter, good morning.
9: Well, good morning, guys.
7: How are you, Pete? Thanks for waiting for us, mate. Sorry about that.
9: That's all right. Dan, I just want to talk about the ticket allocation. I'm a season ticket holder at South. And since I got forced out of Redford in about 87, I've been one except for three years, um, we got given a wrong password on Monday. Mm. Um, I, I was on the line for, from 10 o'clock till 9 minutes till 11. And then I rang up South and I rang up the NRL, saying, "Is this the right password?" and so on and so forth. And by the time I got it all sorted out, it was 20 past 11. And then I went back online, and the premium tickets had gone, and they were only basically in the corner and behind the goalpost. And I'm a single person, so you know, it's I'm tough. only going to buy yeah. one ticket. It's and tough. then I hear Andrew Abdel came out and said, "Oh well, there was only a delay for five to 10 minutes." And um, I mean, um, what I'm telling you, I'm not going to give the NRL another cent, I'm not going to be a season ticket holder, I'm not going to another game, but for Abdo to come out and say there was only a five or ten minute delay, it was a blatant
8: lie. Yeah, Peter, I wrote a story about this during the week. You're right. They gave out the wrong password, Ray, for South fans, Mm. but not for the Roosters fans. Yeah. Yeah. mm. Look, it was a mistake. It was nothing deliberate. It wasn't intentional. The NRL came out and apologised, and they did say that they would now open up additional bays for South fans to try to appease their frustration. But Peter's right. A lot of the premium tickets had gone, and guess Mm. who might have picked up the premium tickets. Ruses. The Roosters fans. Yeah, no, uh, I can see South's frustrations. Take yeah, Look, these ridiculous. things happen. Technology doesn't always mm. work, but certainly, I know from a lot of South fans that rang into the Telegraph during the week, they were uh, pretty angry, yeah. frustrated, bordering on anger. And
7: you can certainly understand it. Adrian's on the line, Dean. Adrian, good morning.
23: Yeah, good day, guys. Look, before I make a comment about the talk topic, yeah. just I reckon across the four games, seriously, the NRL's probably lost about a hundred thousand spectators and four million dollars in gate receipts. It's such a joke to play these games at backwater suburban grounds. I mean, Collingwood would get more at a training session than what they had at uh, Shark Park. They
7: had 90,600 there uh, last night, Adrian? Their finals football, Ray, hey, mm.
23: and, and Bulldogs. You play Parramatta and Penriff at um, a core, you get over 60,000. You play Sharks and Cowboys at um, Allianz, you also, and, you, and if you make it attractive enough, you get non-supporters of both the Cowboys and Sharks turning up. You already got over 30,000. Mm. It's just, your finals football, it's just a debacle. If I'm a Penrith player, I'd much rather play at a core in front of 60,000 than nineteen twenty whatever that out buddy Penrith.
8: What do you think? Adrian, you I don't always agree with you, but I thought last night was ridiculous. 11, Cronulla, 13, 000, look. Yeah. Cronulla's entitled to. Play at Shark Park. They've earned the right for a home mm. final, but I think it was 11,500.
7: Yeah, whatever, 12,000. 12,000. Uh, I mean, the that's, joint's that's, under that's... construction. I get it, out
8: loud, I get it. Know? But I'm just saying, Ray, 12,000. And they kept saying, it's a sellout. I'm thinking, well, I would hope it's a sellout. I'm
7: hearing it's, there'll be changes next year, do you know? Have you heard that? Potentially. Yeah.
8: yeah, potentially. But I thought 12,000, that bordered on ridiculous. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, these are big games, premium games. They should be at stadiums that could at least hold 20, 25, 30,000.
7: Yeah. And you look at the... Um the crowds at the AFL, which they're going to a neutral ground, so to speak, MCG. Melbourne, that's Melbourne's home ground. They were beaten on Friday night, but they're getting crowds of up to 90,000 plus, which has just been amazing. Well, Buzz
8: said last week he believed Parra Penrith mm. could have pulled 70,000. Yeah, yeah, I think And they've got 20. Been. So yeah, we've lost 50,000 fans through the gates.
7: And then conversely, you can understand how teams like Penrith and Cronella they finished first and second. They've earned that right Correct. under the existing system. Doug's on the line. Doug, good morning.
15: G'day. How are you?
7: Terrific, Doug.
4: I just want to talk about Hudson Young. He should be up for the kangaroo side.
8: I spoke to yeah. Mal Meninga last week, Doug, and he is the very person Mal mm-hmm. suggested should go when I said to Mal, would there be a bolter? He said Hudson Young. Clever. Oh, right. he's, he's got a bit of X factor about him. He's got a little bit of mongrel about him too, Ray, which I don't particularly mind. Scores tries. He scores (laughs) tries. He's got a little bit of a kicking game. He's got some footwork. Doug, I'm telling you right now, he'll be on the World Cup tour.
4: Yes, he will. And so will um, uh, young um, Lane from
7: Parramatta too. Yeah, yeah,
8: sure, Lane. He'll go very close as well. But jot it down, I reckon, Doug. I'll be be stunned if Hudson Young's not on that World Cup tour. Mm.
7: We'll take a quick break, Dino, on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Luke Pepper.
12: Got right into the sort of pony club and really concentrated on show jumping. We had a little bit of success with and sort of made a few sort of New South Wales red teams, but then all of a sudden I started paying for them. So I started figuring <laughs> out how to pay for the horses. got into working at Marengo Stud down the south coast. Sort of that's when the thoroughbred sort of industry kicked off with me.
1: Monday's expert.
12: Monday's
13: expert. 11am
1: Monday on Racing HQ.
13: With Play Central on the TAB app, you can watch the greatest racing from Australia and around the world wherever you want. Like while working on your tan at the beach. Flicking between Sky Racing 1, 2 and Thoroughbred Central while waiting for your car to be washed. And you can watch and bet while you're getting a short back and sides. Play Central, only on the TAB tab app. TAB, long may we play.
0: Available online for TAB account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne.
5: Get into Totally Workwear Rydlemere for all your workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yucca, FXD and Steel Blue with the biggest range of shirts, pants, boots and high-vis. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydlemere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop workwear shop. HQ Insurance gives you peace of mind with 24-hour foal cover And no excess on life-saving surgery claims Plus optional extended foal policy until the 2024 yearling sales Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information Be sure, insure with HQ The champion, Iga Shrata. Second major title of the year 21-year-old, far and away, the world's
6: number one. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast
8: Weekend.
7: Welcome back to the show. Ega Swiatek, of course, winning the US Open Women's Final six-two-seven-six to go with her French title earlier this year, Dino.
8: Mitchell from Fairlight. Ray, what about this? Good mm. morning, Ray and Bulldog. Just want to let you guys know how on fire the show has been. You set a fantastic standard every week, and it's compulsive or compulsory listening. That's nice of Mitchell to say that. So we only read the good ones out. (laughs) There's 58 (laughs) bad ones. We don't go to those ones. You know the rules, Ray. (laughs) like in the ratings. When we go up, it's me. When we go down, it's (laughs) you.
7: Fair enough. Everyone
8: in the life rafts.
7: (laughs) Exactly. Just a quick one. Looking at the markets for the Cosy Oscar, no name on this one. Opal Ridge is about fifth favourite, and some of the other markets have her equal second favourite, yet she still hasn't secured a slot. Is there any info why she hasn't got a start? I thought she'd be immoral. Got to agree with you. I wrote a story during the week. Opal Ridge, um, uh, the Hunts' father and son own them. Both father and son have cancer, and their horse won last Saturday at... And is going really, really well. I think she might get snapped up. I hope she does. Producer Steve, in studio for the coin Steve, toss, Dino.
8: heads for me, please, sir. Oh, Heads it is. Heads sir. it is. There we go. So that would be... Oh, I'll go first, sorry, Ray. You open the batting. Chris, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, yes. We need this, Chris. Twenty-three seventeen, 17 Dino. So, Chris, focus, concentrate, And listen.
7: Don't put the pressure on the poor guy. I'm
8: saying listen, Chris, in inverted commas. No, yeah. Okay? Okay? You listen carefully, All right, so let's go. (laughs) Chris, question number one. How many teams did Ivan Cleary play for in first grade league finals?
23: In first grade league finals?
8: Two. No, actually it's four. Wow. That's a good question, that. Norse. (laughs) The Roosters, the Warriors, and Manly. And he wins? He... Roosters might have won.
7: Yeah, Roosters 0-2, I reckon.
8: No, I don't think he was. I think Luke Phillips okay. might have been for that. I don't think Ivan won a premiership. Wow. I'll okay. double check that yeah. in the next break. Chris, question number okay. two. Which player holds the record for playing the most NRL finals games? Is it A, Darren Lockyer, B, Cameron Smith, C, Cooper Cronk? Cameron Smith. Well done. Well done. Oh, that's too good, Dean. Well done. Chris, we're on fire here at the moment. <laughs> one from two. Even
7: producer Steve's out of his chair with that one. <laughs>
8: Question three, Chris. Who was the first team knocked out of the 2021 final series? Was it A, Titans, B, Roosters, C, Knights? Knights. Oh, no, Chris. It was actually the Gold Coast... Titans, but that's not a bad score. One from yeah, three. You're on the board. Highly competitive. Yep. Ray, over to you. On the board.
7: Don't Dino. choke. Don't choke. We've got Michael on the line. Michael won't choke. Good morning, Michael.
9: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nearly choking.
7: <laughs> yeah, you'll be right. Best <laughs> of luck. Yeah, yeah I try to get two. I'll, I'll try and gag him. No, you, you, you'll do it. i back you in, Michael. Here we go. Question number one. How many teams did Benji Marshall play for in first grade league finals? I'll go three. Yeah, four. West Tigers, St. George, Illawarra, Brisbane Broncos and South Sydney. Gee, you forget that, don't you? Remarkable player, Bingie. We need this one, Michael. Question number two. It's multiple choice. Cameron Smith has scored the most points in first grade finals history. Who is second? A, Adam Reynolds. B, Graham Eady. C, Mick Cronin. Yeah, bad luck. Yeah, it's a tough one. It was actually Mick Cronin (sighs) behind only Cameron Smith. We need this one to level up, Michael. Question number three, multiple choice. How many field goals has Nathan Cleary scored in first grade finals matches? A, two, B, three, C, four. Two. Oh, Michael, you've plucked it out of left field. Well done, my friend. We've gone into a tiebreaker situation oh, not again. That was, that was, oh. <laughs> not, okay, okay. You're in the tiebreaker. You're still alive, Michael. Here we go. How many points did Paul Vorton score while playing for Manly? And the answer, Michael, is between one and one hundred points. How many points did Paul Vorton score? Fatty Vorton, when playing for Manly, Answer between 1 and 100 points.
8: Michael? 56. 56. Stay on the line, Michael. Over to you, Dino. Chris, we're in a tiebreaker. Are you ready? Yes, I am. How many points did Paul Vatty, Fatty Vorton score while playing for Manly? And the answer is between 1 and 100. 1 and 100. He was there for a while.
15: Even he wasn't a goal kicker. But he wasn't a noted try scorer. I'm going to say 41. Oh, the
7: answer is actually
15: 74.
7: So, Michael, congratulations. You were closest to the correct yes. answer yes, of 74
8: with 56.
7: Well done, Michael.
8: Thank
9: you.
7: Michael, stay on the line. A $100 cash card courtesy of Tab is coming your way. Dino, what's that look? Just
8: just not hear what I sang under my breath? <laughs> I'm living in the 70s. <laughs> Anyway, you can tri- only lead a horse <laughs> <you> to water, <laughs> Ray.
7: <laughs> you tried fairly hard, Dino. But Michael won fair and square. Well done, Michael. So I think, Wayne, that makes it 20, 24 seven 17, I think. Go, you good thing. You're away well, not alligator butt, am I? A mile in front? No, you never know, no. Ray.
8: I've got tricks up my sleeve.
7: Okay. Coming up next, today's life lesson with Jared Dap.
20: And now, Jared.
7: Jared, good morning.
2: Good morning, boys. Before we get to the life lesson, uh, Ray, look, mm-hmm. I'm not one into kicking the underdog, particularly when he's down, mm-hmm. but surely there'll be some sort of an investigation <laughs> into was, that Cameron Smith answer and there the reflection.
7: The there was some nefarious activities I got going beaten, on then. <laughs> How <laughs> could the I have cheated if I got be... beaten?
2: Well, you were potentially cheating. <laughs> we well, don't potentially cheat. You either cheat or you don't well, cheat. Let me just say, in the post production meeting today that I know goes for several hours, I hope <laughs> that that gets addressed because that was disgraceful what you did, dude. Well, well, it playing, didn't work. I think Chris
7: was playing with a straight bat, unfortunately. <laughs> Jared, he didn't. Yeah, anyway, Michael got key. Okay, What's our here. life lesson, mate?
2: Why do chemist shops make the sick walk all the way down to the back of the store for their prescriptions while the healthy? Just have to walk in the front door to grab jelly beans and, and Gatorade. <laughs> excellent
8: question. Really it doesn't excellent. make sense. It's a really good point. Not only that, you're coughing and spluttering it's through the whole All the way down. Yeah.
2: All the way down. Somebody needs to come in and reconfigure chemist shops.
8: No, no, what? no. Soon. <laughs> Alfresco, out the front. <laughs> <laughs> we tackle yeah. the big issue on this show, don't we? Out <laughs> the front. <Jeremy's> but
7: it's <laughs> a valid question. It is. I, I've got to say, I hadn't thought of it before. But we'll Pick up a, your becks out front. we we'll have a different entry and exit point for those who are not who are unwell
8: yes excellent yeah. point
2: Or well, like a shoot <laughs> you know when you go to the portion sh- yep. out that way yeah okay. okay anyway
7: hey NRL today um are they too far apart in the market dollar 60 head-to-head the roosters faves against south sydney 235 Jared.
2: differing opinions here mm. i think most that i've spoken to agree with you there ray but um i, I suppose we go on history last week the roosters won they're a dollar sixty South at 2.35, the start there seems rather attractive, 4.5 start. We have opened up uh, next week's match on mm-hmm. Friday night, Parramatta, $1.60, Canberra, $2.35, a line of 4.5 points there. Obviously, we've got to wait until today's match is decided to see uh, the other matchup, but we'll have that uh, up soon after. NRLW today, Roosters, thirty six, Newcastle, $3.28.5, and there's a Q Cup. Queensland Cup host plus cup match on today as well, where Sunshine Coast a dollar seventy seven uh, take on Tweed Heads at two dollars and five. And before I give you the premiership market, mm-hmm. everybody loves a benevolent bookie, mm-hmm. don't they, Dean? Yes. Well, uh, at Tab we've taken the steps this morning of paying out Nathan Cleary. This is to anybody who bet on the app or the website. Nathan Cleary to win the Clive Churchill medal already. Oh, that early. was before he played on Friday night. So there's a fresh market after that. But if you bet on the tab app or the website, and you back Nathan Cleary to be the Clive Churchill medal, which I understand around about 20% of the money was for him. Mm. He was 5 or $6 at various stages. You already paid out. Yeah, How good's he,
7: That he, he was awesome on Friday. Hey, Jerry, just a quick one before Dino asked you about the AFL. The Parramatta camber odds <coughs> are they framed on, with the understanding Mitchell Moses is playing for Parramatta?
2: That I don't know. Okay, uh, that that remains to be seen. It, it, I tell you what will be interesting there is to see which way punters go because they were back for bundles the other night, Parramatta, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Canberra yesterday were pretty pretty much friendless. But everybody loves an underdog. When it gets to finals time, so it will be interesting to see what happens there. And just getting back to Penrith, there now odds on to win the title a dollar ninety. The Cowboys second favourites at six dollars, Parramatta out to seven fifty. The Roosters ten, Cronulla out to thirteen, South nineteen, and Canberra into twenty one dollars. So the complexion of that certainly changed with the results of uh, yesterday and last night. AFL, Jared. Uh, we've got uh, two. Well, we've got today off. We've got two matches next week. Geelong a dollar twenty eight. V Brisbane at $3.70, a big line there of 23.5 points. And the Swans host Collingwood, this should be a beauty, this one. Swans $1. Mm. $1.40, Collingwood $3.00. Uh, that line is 17.5 points. That's the Saturday match. And obviously with Melbourne gone, there's been a massive change to this premiership market as well. Geelong $2.10, Sydney $3.00 now. Collingwood five fifty, and Brisbane still the outsiders at five fifty. Yeah, now looking forward to those two games next week. NFL's in full swing as well, Jared. Yeah, things got underway on Friday. Uh, a big win by Buffalo there over the Rams. Uh, we've got all of tomorrow morning's matches up, Ray. They get kick off at 3am. Now, if you're a tab account holder and you uh, log into your account on the app or the website, you can actually view all of these games, even though they're played concurrently. You can flick from one to the other. And, of course, uh, same-game multi available through the same uh, or the same access there as well through the TAB app or the TAB website. So lots there to look forward to in regards to the NFL. The late game tomorrow, Dallas 2.15, in from 2.20, Tampa Bay seventy a line there of two and a half points. And on the back of that win on Friday, the Buffalo Bills just come in a little bit to win the title. They were favourites at seven. They're into six, Tampa Bay at nine, and the rest are 11 or better. We had a rugby test on, I think it's Thursday, Jared. Yeah, it's rather weird timing this one, isn't it? Uh, Thursday night, you're right. Australia at $3.70. New Zealand dollar $1.28. We've got a line there of 10.5 points. And this morning we've opened up the second of the Rugby Championship matches, which will be 5 o'clock next Sunday morning. Argentina two seventy-five, South Africa dollar forty-two. A line of 6.5 points. And don't forget the Rugby Sevens world cup for both men's and women's continuing in south africa we don't have any matches currently up for the next round but they'll be up in the next hour or so terrific
7: hey Jared, enjoy the footy this afternoon we'll talk next sunday
2: see you guys see you mate
7: there's Jared daffy talking all things sporting odds phil moss is on the line mossy good morning and well there's no footy on mossy
24: no good morning ray morning bulldog uh, morning to all our listeners and uh Look, uh, first thing I'd like to do is, is pay my respects to the royal family and, um, you know, the passing of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Very, very sad. Um, and, you know, having been born in England and my father was born and raised in, in Manchester, it's um, it's amazing how hard it's hit, mm. uh, the family, and uh, how emotionally attached you, you get to things like the royal family, sometimes without even really realising it over many, many years. So it was... Uh, Although we all knew the day was coming, it was still uh, still a shock um, for, for millions and millions around the world. And I guess the, the ramification of that is this, uh, this weekend's Premier League and, uh, and all levels of football in England um, and Scotland has, um, has been postponed in, uh, as a, a mark of respect to the Queen's passing. I um, have to say... I don't agree with it. I, oh, okay. I think, uh, I think football's uh, scored an own goal there, and, and my reasons for that. And I know it'll be a, you know everyone will have their own opinion, and I'm not saying mine is right, but um, I just think there is no greater way to to pay your respects than come together, and um, you know there could have been some amazing tributes. Imagine packed out stadium singing the, the the national anthem mm. um, to pay respects to the Queen, and she loves the sport. We all know that. Um, particularly horse racing, and she's a patron of the of the FA as well. Um, and Prince William is the president of the English FA. So, yeah, it's, it's mixed feelings. I, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't think they got it right, to be honest. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. When
8: will the games resume, Mossy?
24: Not sure, Bulldog. There's there's talk because there's obviously a midweek Champions League round as well um, this week coming. Um, obviously, the the games that are hosted. Um, and and involving uh, teams other than English teams will will go ahead, I've got no doubt, because the rest of Europe continued their football this weekend. But um, there is talk that during the the 10 days of national mourning, uh, there'll be no football. And I guess the other logistical thing to take into consideration is when the the funeral is held, that will take a hell of a lot of police resources uh, away. So there's talk that it'll be on Monday the 19th of September, Um, so how that affects the resumption of football will be interesting to watch as well
7: Exactly, well Liverpool are due to take on Ajax on Wednesday, our time, about 5am but they'll need to bounce back because uh, Napoli absolutely mauled them last week, 4-1
24: We weren't good, Mm. we haven't been good, Ray, and and we've talked about it uh, during this segment over the last few weeks, Even, even when we've won games, we really haven't been that convincing. Um, Apart from and, that Bournemouth
7: uh, game, that was about it. When we 9-0, that
24: was it. Yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. And and Bournemouth a favourite to go down. So we, we sort of put that rider on that result as well. Although you can only beat what's in front of you. But it just um, hasn't been clicking. And if you think of Mo Salah, I think he's now played uh, seven seven games this season. Both competitions, scored two goals. Um, it's not clicking with Nunes yet. He's missed a couple of games through that suspension. Um, so uh, Virgil van Dijk hasn't been the same player. The midfield is struggling. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of questions there for Jurgen Klopp to answer. What I will say is this: there has been some ridiculous criticism of Jurgen Klopp, and that maybe his time has come. That is for me absolutely outrageous. Um, you know, <laughs> everyone is allowed to go through a bit of a, a bit of a rough trot in their job, and I know professional coaching is a completely different level, but um, Seriously, the guy's a genius.
7: No, exactly, yeah. Um, Mossy, staying the line for our Brisbane listeners. They're about to go to pass the post. You can continue listening in Queensland on the app, of course, Dino.
8: Hey, Mossy, a question without notice. I read, I think, from memory, that Brighton have been linked to Ange Postacoglu. Mm-hmm.
24: Yeah, that, and it's, it's certainly not without notice, this one, Bulldogs. So. Is it reality uh, to rumor, or is this just a rumour? No, he is one of the favourites. Um, there is strong, strong talk over there that Brighton, obviously, Graham Potter, their manager, has been signed by Chelsea um, to replace Thomas Tuchel after that sensational sacking last week after the, the Champions League loss. Um, so, Graham Potter departs Brighton having done a brilliant job. I, I still think it's a. It's, look, it's a calculated risk with, with Chelsea going for Graham Potter. He hasn't managed a, a club of that size, but he is a new age coach. He's been doing some brilliant things. But the talk then turned to who will replace him. And Ange Coglu is near the top of that list. I, I can't say whether he's number one, two or three, but he's certainly uh, among the top, uh, top tier of managers that they're chasing. Whether they'll prize him away from Celtic, I don't know. I, I mean, look, if this was... Next season, I would say what a fantastic move for Antipas to Um Going to a club like Brighton that has got Australian links, of course, through Matty Ryan and Aaron Moy in the past, uh, just to name a couple. I think it would be a brilliant start for him in his uh, EPL management career. And I've said that it's not a matter of uh, if it's when he goes to the Premier League. But I just think he's, he's in the Champions League with Celtic. He's got unfinished business. I know they won the league last season, can he back it up this season, can he get out of his group stage in the Champions League, I think his stocks will absolutely soar mm. if that was to be the case.
7: Yeah, fair enough. Hey, um, Mossy, what's your take on the Matildas after both those games, disappointing losses to Canada?
24: Yeah, well, let me preface this, Ray, by saying no-one wants the Matildas to be strong in this home World Cup than I. I, I, I love watching the Matildas play. I love what they stand for. Um, but there are too many questions and not enough answers at the moment. I went went to the game on uh, during the week at uh, the new Allianz Stadium. What a magnificent stadium that mm. is! Um, and I sat up high and I watched them tactically and uh, you know look for the patterns of play and the defensive structures to do as a coach to to see how they're sort of progressing towards this major major tournament. And uh, I still think there's too many questions, Ray. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see the progress. I don't see um, them building towards a major tournament. I see the likes of Sam Kerr, who looks flat. Um, Mary Fowler uh, wasn't her, her usual bubbly self. So <clears throat> I, I think um, Tony Gustafson and, and, and FA have got some serious soul-searching search, mm. to do <coughs> uh, as the, uh, the countdown really reaches its serious stage.
7: Yeah, now they're concerning signs here. Let's hope they can turn around. Hey, uh, Phil, no Mossy's multi this week, of course. We'll keep our powder dry, though, for next Sunday, mate.
24: We will. Let's hope football can resume. And I'm sure uh, as soon as it does, we're going to see some magnificent tributes to Queen Mm. Elizabeth II, who had a a reign that I don't think we'll ever see again. But uh, she was a wonderful, wonderful uh, monarch. Well
7: well said. Good on you, Mossy. We'll talk next Sunday. Take care, guys. There's Phil Moss talking the world of football. Here's the news.
21: Hello, I'm Sarah Wombey. Charles III has been proclaimed as the king at a ceremony at St. James's Palace in London. The proclamation has been broadcast for the first time in history at the request of the new monarch. It wrapped up with a rendition of God Save the King. His Majesty also declared to uphold the security of the Church of Scotland, a tradition carried out by every monarch for more than 300 years.
15: By the acts passed in the Parliament of both Kingdoms for union of the two Kingdoms, together with the Government, Worship, Discipline, Rights and Privileges of the Church of Scotland. So help me God.
21: The Queen's coffin will be taken from Balmoral to Edinburgh tomorrow in the UK or later this evening Australian time. Queen Elizabeth II's funeral will be held on Monday, September the 19th at Westminster Abbey in London. Australians have been paying their respects, laying flowers and signing condolence books at various locations around the country. In Perth, mourners were laying flowers and leaving heartwarming notes at the Lady Kyle garden. This woman says it was important to mark this moment in history. I just wanted to come and sign
20: and bring my son along too because he probably might not remember but who knows, we've just got kings now for a very, very long time so... I think it is the most respectful thing to do. And she's like a grandmother too, so you would do it if it was your own, I suppose, as well.
21: Two men have been charged with supplying cocaine across Sydney. Zac de Silva reports.
0: When police raided a unit and underground car park in Walleye Creek in Sydney's inner suburbs, they say they found pistols, ammunition, handcuffs, and $63,000 in cash. They also seized more than 700 grams of cocaine and just over half a kilogram of MDMA. Two men, aged 21 and 22, have been arrested and charged with drug offences. Police will allege that. They were responsible for supplying cocaine through dial-a-dealer criminal syndicates across the city.
21: The Swell Sculpture Festival has taken over Currumbin Beach on the Gold Coast this year, marking their 20th return to the sand. 150 global and Australian artists have submitted works for this year's festival, which will run over the next week. Gold Coast artist Dion Parker says he was inspired by a beloved children's novel for his piece this year.
16: My character Little Dusty inside the wolf suit that the character Max wears is the story where the Wild*. Are. and I've recorded or I've got parents to
22: record their children doing their impersonations of what a wild thing sounds like and I've got a hidden speaker in the basement.
21: And like something from a movie, NASA plans to crash a spacecraft into an asteroid in an attempt to change its direction. The goal is to see if it can divert an asteroid for planetary defence. The Double Asteroid Redirect Test Spacecraft otherwise known as DART is expected to collide with the asteroid, which by the way poses no threat to Earth, on September 26th. This is Air News. The Cowboys have secured a preliminary final spot defeating the Sharks in a 93 minute golden point thriller. Leonie Kay has a details. The scores
11: were locked at 30 all after 10 minutes of extra time before a Valentine Holmes field goal secured the win 32 to 30, as called by the continuous call team. He strikes it. it
14: beautifully. Valentine Holmes returns to the Shire to hoard his former teammates. 44 metres out, Valentine Holmes with the match-winning drop goal
11: and the Cowboys, the Cowboys go through to a grand final qualifier. In the other game, the Raiders have kept their grand final hopes alive with a 28-20 win over the Storm. Leonie Kay, AirSport. In NRLW,
21: the Dragons snatched a 19-18 win over the Broncos in Golden Point, while the Gold Coast defeated Parramatta 18-16. To AFL, Collingwood has downed Fremantle 79-59. They'll now face Sydney next Saturday for a grand final berth. Brisbane thrashed the Gold Coast by 73 points in the AFLW. Collingwood, Adelaide and the Giants won the other games. And Ega Sviantec has claimed her first year. US Open title beating Ons Jabur in straight sets. And good news for the Aussies. Storm Sanders and John Pierce have picked up the mixed doubles title. Australian Independent Radio News.
10: Get trackside this Friday for outstanding spring carnival racing on Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup Race Day featuring three group threes including the Australian Bloodstock Cameron Handicap the Yarraman Park Tibby Stakes and of course the Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup with race day package options all but sold out secure your tickets online now at newcastleracecourse.com.au This spring experience the pinnacle of racing in the Hunter at Newcastle Racecourse it's late
12: afternoon on a quiet street. A truck pulls up. Yes. Two men get out. They take out a box. A big box. They carry it into a house. Yes. They come out. A family waves goodbye. It was free. Lalo, just say free delivery on select the fridges at Bingley. Mum, it's about the journey, not the destination. The fridges don't have journeys. They do at Bingley, and they're free. But only for a short time. Bingley.
11: Better living every day. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Go all in on the Volkswagen Model Year 22 T Cross 85 TSI Life from 32990 Drive Away conditions and exclusions apply visit volkswagen.com.au in Morebank, traffic lights are flashing yellow on the M5 off ramp at Heathcote Road make sure you take care there in Bondi a festival at Bondi Beach today look out for a special event clearways in place on Bondi Road going in both directions between Old South Road and Sandridge Street and free public transport all day today in New South Wales Freedom's unmissable homewares event is on with up to 30% off their entire range of rugs mirrors lighting and more these unmissable savings won't last long only at free I'm Thomas Reeve, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio.
7: On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. Sydney today heading for a sunny Sunday and 21 degrees. Melbourne showers developing a top of 17. Brisbane, lovely sunny Sunday. Partly cloudy, top of 25 degrees in Brisbane. Good day for Perth as well, mostly sunny and 23. A little cool in Adelaide, partly cloudy and 16. Cool and cloudy with a shower or two in Hobart, top of 13 degrees today. Possible shower for Darwin. They're heading for a 32-degree day on Sunday in the nation's capital sunny Sunday for Canberra, a top of 16.
1: Ball goes to Cleary, out the back to Crut, Playing the top, it'll be hard to hold, he scores in the corner, with a great put down. Carlos Alcaraz
2: is into his first major final. He becomes just the second
14: teenager to reach the US Open Final. The Canberra Raiders
1: have knocked the Melbourne Storm out the season, 8 beats 5. they won 5 straight in Melbourne now. Brisbane Lions, the
5: finals, who do
6: Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the big sports breakfast weekend.
7: And welcome back for our final hour with Dino and Ray. Very shortly, Sean Garlick will join us ahead of his huge game this afternoon between the Roosters and the Rabbitohs, and Sean is the only man to captain both historic clubs. Looking forward to that game. That's the 4.05pm game. Tanya will join us a later with a sports update. Phil Buzz Rothfield also will come on the show with all the latest NRL news. And just repeating what's happened so far this weekend, what's been a fascinating week, one of the finals. Back on Friday night, Penrith 27, Parramatta 8. Penrith go through to preliminary final weekend. Melbourne are out, defeated 28-20 by a surging Canberra. Uh, the Cowboys, we just heard, um, uh, Valentine Holmes' field goal in Golden Point, 32-30 against Cronulla, what was an epic game in AFL. The Melbourne Demons, the defending premiers, they're out after losing on Friday night, 92-79 by Brisbane. And Collingwood are through to the prelim final, beating Fremantle 79-59. If you haven't caught up with the news, Igor Tech has won the US. Open women's final. 6-2 7-6 against Ons Jabur. She certainly is the taken over from Ash Barty, is the world's number one female tennis player. It's the second major of the season. And tomorrow morning in New York, um, Carlos Alcaraz, who many people believe is the next Nadal Dino. 19-year-old Spaniard. He's the third seed. He'll take on Casper Rud of Norway for the US Open men's final.
8: Do you think when Ashbardi watches US Open finals, there's just a little tinge of regret there. Mm. Yeah, I, d- yeah. I think you'd be inhuman yeah. not to look at that and think, have I made the right decision?
7: Or she might look at it and think, oh, I'd like to be out there at some stage if I could just play the majors or something, yes. not travel the world all the time. But you have to play all those tournaments to prepare for those majors. Yes, and yes. it's Right now, it's Igor Swiatek's moment, isn't it, Dino?
8: It's not like Ash Barty was in the middle of the pack. She was clearly the mm. number one player in the world. So yeah. with each major, you knew that she was going to be Anywhere from quarterfinals upwards. So, you know, she could have been there today holding that US trophy. Do you reckon she might make a comeback? I've said from the beginning... I reckon you'll see her back. You reckon? Yes. She'll be good.
7: Yeah. Well, she did it once before when she went to cricket and then correct. Then came back. But anyway, well, we mentioned earlier today this is going to be a fascinating contest this afternoon. Of course, it is sudden death. All the finals matches are from now on. Uh, the Roosters take on the Rabbitohs at the new Allianz Stadium. You going, Dina?
8: I'll be there this afternoon. First time. First, the new first time stadium. I've been to the new stadium.
7: Yeah, cheers. It looks fantastic on TV. I know
8: the next guest we have on Sean Garlic. He was there last week, so he can also tell us exactly what. It's like the atmosphere and the vibe.
7: Well, let's welcome Sean to the show. Sean, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are we going? Terrific. Thanks for joining us, Sean. Oh, well, tell us, as Dino said, what's Allianz Stadium like? It looked fantastic watching the Roosters-Rabbitos last week.
22: Oh, it's magnificent. Uh, it, was, it was a long time coming. and There was a mm. whole lot of controversy when they were building it. You might recall, but uh, now that it's finished, it's funnily enough, it's where I played my whole career. It was my home games I played at the Sydney Football Stadium, both when I was at the Rabbitohs and the Roosters. So it's, uh, it's a special place for me. Mm. Oh, look, it's, it had a wonderful feel about the place, but there was this eerie sense that. You're still at the same place. Like if you had been dropped there, you didn't know where you were. You still had the same (laughs) sort of feel about it. Uh, As great as the upgrades have been, and you know all the boxes they've built, and you know the the steepness of the stands and all that, it still had that same Sydney Football Stadium feeling, which is which is a good thing, I think.
8: Now, Sean, I am not going to let you off the hook here. Who will you be supporting today? (laughs) Oh, look, it's a question I get always
22: asked, you know, as you can imagine, because there's such great rivalry. There's such great hatred between the clubs. And so to play it both, it's a, it's a real weird feeling. Um, look, I'm a, I'm a Rabideaus junior. I started at the Rabbitohs, and then I spent four great years at the Roosters, where I, I played my best football, I'd have to say, most successful football anyway, played in three final series, and then, then finished my career back at the Rabbitohs. So, look, I'm a, I'm a Rabbitoh born and bred and live in the area, but uh, I have a great affection for the Roosters. And so um, where most Rabbitohs fans hate the Roosters, they're my, they're my next team. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, you know it's, a, it's a great day for me whenever the Rabbitohs and the Roosters play.
7: Well, you played uh, 64 games for the Roosters, 96 for the Rabbitohs. The only person to captain both historic clubs. That's an extraordinary honour when you think about it, Sean, given the history of both clubs. I didn't. Can you believe I didn't even know that? Are you sure that that's the case? Because there's some great players that have played at both
22: clubs. Um, what about Craig Salvatore? I've got a feeling when he came to the Rabbitohs, he might have, have had to see alongside his name. So we might just have to check on that one. Of course, the great Ron Crute that went over there. Um, I'm not sure. Have you got that one wrong, Dino? He,
8: no, I think you're right. I, th- I think you are the only one, as far as I know, Sean, okay. to actually captain them both. So it's an extraordinary achievement. And something I'm immensely proud of, especially
22: given, uh, as everyone would or might remember, I was at the, the Roosters when um, the New South Wales and Australian captain joined us, um, uh, Brad Fiddler. Mm. And uh, I naturally thought I'd be handing over the captaincy to him, but um, Gus was quite happy with the job they'd done prior. And he said, no, no, when, when someone does a, a good job at this place, they keep their job. And so... I was very um, honored to to uh, we also had to be the captain when we had the Australian captain in the team. We also had, you know, players like Adrian Lamb, who was the captain of the Papua New Guinea team. Um, and, and some great Kiwis, Terry Hamilton and Jason Lowry, who who were very senior Kiwis at the time. Mm. So it was it was a great and Tony Iroh, of course as well. There
8: so were some great players in that in that rested team. Sean, I'll throw you on the spot again. Who wins today and why? Oh look it's a it's a it's a
22: a feast for any rugby league follower today Mm -hmm. especially, and it happens every now and then and suddenly, nobody's mentioned this, Um, and with all of the the news of the the, the Queen um, just uh, passing away a few days ago, it's actually 25 years, it's only a week past the 25th anniversary of Lady Di dying, and and people can always remember where they were when they heard the news that Lady Di had passed away, and I was actually sitting on the bench at the Sydney Football Stadium uh, ready to play a game against, and I was playing for the Roosters against North. And it was, a, it was a strange coincidence again where we played each other two weeks in a row. It was Roosters North in, in the last round of the, the comp, and then our first semi final was wow. against North. Yeah. And that news came over to Sydney Football Stadium speakers that Lady Diana, um, Princess Diana, had uh, passed away, which just rocked everybody. And we were sitting there. Uh, watching a reserve grade ready to go into the dressing room to prepare for the game. And that news came over, which sort of rattled everybody. Mm. You know, it was such a huge shock. And here we are almost 25 years later to the day. It was the 31st of August. I just checked it up. And here we are only like a, not more than a week beyond that. And we have such a, a, a huge event like that again over the top of our semi final series.
7: Yeah, no, and the NRL, to their credit, have been paying due respects to Her Majesty's passing, which has been lovely tributes at the finals game so far. Um, for the Roosters, But I got away from the question, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you know, yeah, Dino put you on the spot, Sean, yeah. <laughs> He's going to
22: Let me yeah. say, I, I was I was not quite sure of the Rabbitohs' ability to win last week, especially without Damien Cook, and also uh, I mean with Campbell Graham out as well, but also then losing Cameron Murray in that, opening mm-hmm. seconds, uh, it was always going to be very difficult for them. With those three players back this week, um, you know, with uh, Joseph who've being out for the Roosters, who's a massive loss for them. Yeah. Um, it's 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 going to really square things up, you know, and I, I think the Rabbitohs have what it takes absolutely. They hung in last week and they probably didn't deserve to be there in the end, but they were. Uh, even reduced to 12 men, but we're there right at the end. Uh, and I think they can go the distance. It's going to be great out there. Uh, Sunday football, daytime, it's dry, the mm. sun's shining. It's going to make for a very fast track and and you know, and, and great ball handling. It's going to be a hell of a game.
7: It certainly will be. Sean, as a next player, can I put um, this question to you? And there's been a bit of debate on the show today. We've had some some um, SMSs from our listeners about the issue. Re First round of the finals, 1 and 2 earn the right to have... Um, a home ground final. We saw Penrith on Friday night beat uh, Parramatta 27-8. And, of course, the Sharks last night hosted the Cowboys, the Sharks losing in Golden Point 32-30. But the debate now is whether those games in, in the future, should those games be held at bigger stadiums?
22: Look, I, I like the decision that's been made, and I know it's been controversial, but in an era where we have 18 final series, eight out of 16, I think we have to reward the teams at the top of that top eight. Um, because let's face it, sometimes, and I think it was the case last year, you can make the eight with losing more games than you win. Yeah, yeah. That, so that being the case, you know, otherwise, what's, what's the benefit of, of, of having such a great regular season and finishing right up in the top couple um, of, each, you know, of each four if you can't then have your, your home final, you know, taking it to, you know, um, a core stadium or one of the biggest stadiums, look, takes away from that home ground advantage. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I quite like point. the fact mm. that, you know, mm. we couldn't fit that many in Shark Park last night. But hey, that's that's the, the benefit of, of you, you know, finishing um, ahead Top of the opposition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
8: Yeah. Uh, Sean, he came through the South Junior system and he's now at the Roosters. What do you make of Joseph Suwali, and how good can he be?
22: Oh, well, he, he is undoubtedly the, the hype around him was completely justified. I mean, sometimes we get carried away and we we heap praise on young guys before it's you know due and before they're worthy of it. I remember speaking to Sam Burgess about him a few years ago, and he and this is when he was like sixteen, and they were talking about him. You know, fifteen. And he said, "We well, got this guy, and he's training in the top." in the top squad with us. and Mate, he's got everything. You know, not only is he huge, like he's six... He said he's taller than me. And, um, but he's, he's mature, you know, and he's, and he's aggressive, and he's got that... He's just got that thing in him that you know you need when you get to first grade, and he's going to be a superstar. I mean, it was such a shame that Rabidos couldn't keep him, but, I mean, we all know the situation, you know. Um, he wanted a contract that was open-ended. You know, if he got an approach from the Wallabies, he was able to leave, and... I just know that the Rabbitohs weren't good with that. They wanted they wanted someone who wanted to play at the Rabbitohs, and yeah. that's the way the Rabbitohs are these days. If you don't want to be there, then they're not interested in you. Um, you've got to be there for the right reasons, and I think that's that's fair enough as well. You know. Um, you can't be investing in somebody, and you know, for the future, and 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 they're not. It's the same with employees at, in any workplace. You know, you want somebody that wants to be there, mm. and if they're just there for the money, or whatever, then you know, you'd rather them be somewhere else.
7: That's a good point. Would you pick him on the kangaroo too? We've had a bit of debate about it on the show today as well. You, you talk about investment, that would be an investment for what? What is a a young man who's shaping as a long term kangaroo, Sean? Yes, I would. Mm. I would put,
22: pick him there. I think. I think that sort of experience. Being around that atmosphere and that environment, just learning what it's like to to be a you know an elite uh, NRL player in that in that top you know handful of of, of players um, would, would do him invaluable. Uh, um, it would make him a hell of a player, Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. But plus, it would also show him that you know Lee are investing in him as well. And surely anybody who who's got an ounce of conscience would say, well, look, look what this 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 game and this club has done for me and it have to go a long way in your consideration when you're yeah. weighing up a, a move to, to the arch enemy over there, to, to, the, you
8: know, the A. I. U. Now, Sean, I cursed you to the other day. You know why? <laughs> Here we go. I jumped on my scales. <laughs> <laughs> and because of you and Garlow's Pies, I am carrying about eight Ks. <laughs> so yeah,
22: now Dan, that you've no, put them on, how are you going to help me get them off? No, no, uh, it's not... Look, it's, it's uh, not the quality, the quantity. It's
8: right. The quantity that's
22: hurting you. Well it's <laughs> thin on pastry
8: and they're big on meat, Sean.
22: <laughs> but that's the whole thing. The the meat thing that's good for you.
7: That'll build
8: your muscle. Right. Okay. But I'll keep you looking Well, that's the case, I'll keep stomach. eating more.
7: <laughs> hey, Sean, he's Got been it. he's been reading the Galo's pies out for how many how many times Two and a half years. Two and a half years oh, over a oh, hundred oh. shows. He can recite it word where we even looking at the deliciously
8: flaky <laughs> pastry on top of bottom which is rolled extra thin. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs>
22: I know that. I know. He's not look you never
8: know when you're going to need that, Dino. You know? You're never know when you're going to have to bring that out. I'll say, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I did a feature on the great PM the other day. You did. Went yeah. to the South Sydney did private, have a private suite, mm-hmm. and there's our man, Mister Garlic, oh. not eating a Gallo's pie. Oh, he was into the top shelf stuff that night. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there were no pies that night. When I, said, I looked over, and I, there he's got his lamb and he's got his <laughs> expensive wines. And I'm thinking, what happened uh, to the garlo's pie man? And, of
22: course, the great Albo, a Mad rabbitoh
8: supporter. Absolutely. A a life
22: member. Yeah, absolutely. Consume a
7: couple of pies, yeah. He'd be very
22: excited today as well. Exactly. A friend
7: of mine's just um, sent me a text. Sean, tell Sean we love his pies, best pies ever. Oh, she's giving herself up, poor thing. She says, look at my waistline when someone (laughs) yells, (laughs) who ate all the pies? No, she doesn't mean that. She doesn't mean that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, now well, and that, that business is something you've done. You've you've been an actor. You've done other various roles, but um, that's been a business which I think you founded Gallows Pies in about two thousand and one. Sean, I'll be right to that. It's yeah, on
22: there, Ray. Yeah, I, I finished playing in ninety nine and was had a bit of a. I, I, was, I was a policeman at the time. Yep. And I, so, I, how did that I, come yeah.
7: about, though? Sean, how did you, how did, how
22: did you, it come about? I yeah. had a brother who was a, who was a pastry cook in a local pie shop at Matraville. Uh, working for wages and uh, he was a little bit bored and, and, and over it. And we said, what about, oh, I was just going to be a hobby for me. I was going to stay involved in rugby league and administration. I was had a job at the Rabbitohs as football manager and that was going to be uh, my job for life, I thought. And then this thing started up as a hobby on the side that just got uh, bigger and bigger. And, and the thing I didn't realise at the time, which was completely that, um, you know, all the people that I met through rugby league and football were football people and pie people They're sort of the same sort of, people you know and so so it it worked out well you know and uh you know not only did we you know were able to supply to you know pubs and clubs and schools and sports grounds and and then stadiums um but then we we got into the supermarkets and um yeah it's just taken off from there
8: ray and i come in every sunday morning with Tanya, steve and hamish there's not a crust sean (laughs) (laughs) is there any chance even just a couple of party pies is there (laughs) anything for the battlers
22: more, maybe the party pies might be a strategy for you, Dino. If, you to coming
8: into
22: summer, if we just drop down to a party pie rather than the bigger one. At least I can
8: take my shirt off and start eating party pies. <laughs>
7: exactly. Well, you can have a couple more. The, the problem is, Sean, I think, I think there is a, um, some delivered each Wednesday or Thursday to Sky Sports Radio. By the time we get in here on a Sunday... It's long gone, Sean. Long can, long gone. can I help that? Should I put some names on some boxes or something like that? That's, it won't matter. You know, it won't matter. <laughs> it won't matter. They'll eat them anyway. <laughs> hey, Sean, are you going to go this afternoon to watch, watch the final? Not going this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been a bit, I'm a bit,
22: and I hate to say but I'm a bit vented out. I've, I've had a really busy few weeks. I've been overseas. I, uh, I've just got back. And, you know, I'm just really looking forward to watching it with the family at mm-hmm. home. Um with all the luxuries around you, there yep. might even be a pie or two on the side, um, a beer and, you know, because I, I think um, even though it's do or die for one or the other, I think the Rabbitohs will get through today mm-hmm. and um, I can look forward to going out and football the next couple of weeks. Yeah, no, it will be
7: great. Can a team come from bottom half and win the Premiership?
22: Absolutely, they can. Mm-hmm. I think these days, you know, that the players, they're full-time professional. Uh, there's so much work going into recovery and rest and uh, what needs to happen. Um, it's still the great debate about whether, you know, when you get the week off, whether you lose that momentum yep. and whether they're playing a tough games each week really harden you for, for you know, for prelims and for grand finals. Um, yeah, I think absolutely it can be done these days more than ever.
7: Yeah, it's gonna be fascinating to watch this afternoon to see whether the Roosters or Robadoes can go all the way. Hey Sean, really appreciate you coming on in a Sunday. Um, congratulations with what you've done. Beyond your football career with Gallows Pies and the acting jobs, etc., but more importantly, also your football career. And we're going to check that now if we are right or wrong, whether you're the only captain. I'm going to ring
22: Craig inventory myself. Okay. I almost certainly... Flick here. me a text if yeah, we were wrong. Yeah, flick Dino a text, yeah. Okay. All right, awesome. hey, good on
7: you, Sean. Enjoy Thanks, your Sean. afternoon's game. Thanks, guys. See, See you, pal. There. There's Sean Gallick. We think he's the only person to captain both clubs, but, but even Sean's checking that out for us. But it was great to have him on the show. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend
2: punters post-mortem
8: with Dave Stanley
14: let's talk about the Chelmsford stakes what about some of the beaten brigade were you disappointed with surefire
8: Ron Doversy I'm going to be forgiving that all played for the winner capitalized on a great front running ride
12: Dean Lester can't miss the way Benno's going it's two runs in a row he's just ticking over beautifully and now he's just going to go and win a race and you know shore up his qualifications for maybe something uh, further down the track punters post-mortem Monday 9am Racing HQ
5: Get into Totally Workwear Rydlemere for all your workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with the biggest range of shirts, pants, boots and high-vis. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop workwear shop.
13: Brad Gray here with the latest market mover, skyracing.com.au.
11: It's the home of racing with tips and views from the leading form experts across all three racing codes.
0: There's breaking news and insights, plus catch all your favourite shows and the latest podcasts on demand
13: wherever you are.
3: And the best part, it's 100% free.
13: So get the jump on the field and head to skyracing.com.au.
19: G'day, it's Sean Garlick here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths, but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlo's Pies? Because at Garlo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat.
20: On the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas. Canberra is into week two of the NRL finals after a strong performance in the elimination match against Melbourne in Melbourne last night, 28 points to 20. The Green Machine now play Parramatta at Combank Stadium, we believe, next Friday night. In the qualifying match at Shark Park, Cronulla versus North Queensland, Cowboys' Jason Taumalolo scored with 20, minutes, 20 seconds, in fact, to go. His first try since Round 9 last year. Certainly picked the right time to do it. The conversion was successful, the game finishing at 30 all after 80 minutes. Semi-final rules state extra time with five minutes each way, so after 10 minutes there was no score. It went to Golden Point. In the 93rd minute, Valentine Holmes kicked a 45-metre field goal for two points, affording the Cowboys a week off and a prelim final. A very disappointed and depleted Sharks will next weekend play the winner of today's elimination final between Souths and the Roosters. In NRLW, the first ever Golden Point game went to St. George Lawara, 19-18 over the Broncos. The Titans, 18 beat the Eels, 16. Today the Roosters take on the Knights. In New South Wales Cup, Penrith defeated Minor Premiers Newtown, 28-18 to earn a week off and a spot in the grand final. And finally, some good news for Newcastle with its jersey flag team into the grand final after defeating the Roosters 24-22. The AFL is down to the last four after Collingwood beat Fremantle last night at the MCG 79-59. Away from home, Frio couldn't keep up with the Magpies, who had around 90,000 fans supporting them. They'll next play the Swans in the prelim final next Saturday afternoon at the SCG. Brisbane play Geelong in the other prelim back at the MCG on Friday night. Godolphin trainer James Cummings had a memorable day yesterday at Rose Hill with feature race wins from Boom three-year-olds in In Secret and Golden Mile. The Godolphin stablemates are now favourite for the Golden Rose, with In Secret at the top of betting after her brilliant run to the Rose win, while Golden Mile has firmed into second favouritism after thrashing his rivals in the Ming Dynasty quality. At Flemington, I'm Thunderstruck came from a seemingly impossible position to run down alligator blood in a a thrilling finish to the Group 1 Macaibe Diva Stakes. And still with racing, the Aidan O'Brien trained Ryan Moore ridden Luxembourg won the Irish Championship Stakes overnight at the Curra. Aussies John Pearce and Storm Sanders won the mixed doubles this morning at the U.S. Tennis Open in three sets, 10-7 in the third, while women's world number one, Iger Schweitek, too good for Angebert in the final of the women's singles. Schweitek won in straight sets, 6-7-6. Tomorrow morning, the men's final between 19-year-old Spaniard Carlos Alcaraz and 23-year-old Norwegian Kasper Ruud. Formula One this weekend is in Italy and a popular result with Ferrari's Charles Leclerc winning pole. Max Verstappen was next on the timesheets but in was one of nine drivers to receive, receive a grid penalty for various offences. As a result, Mercedes George Russell will start from second, ahead of the McLaren double Lando Norris in third and Daniel Ricciardo in fourth. Verstappen will start from seventh. Meantime, Will Davison won the first race of the Auckland Super Sprint yesterday at Pukekohe. Rory McIlroy had a bogey-free day that included five birdies and an eagle on the fourth to sit in a tie for third at 11-under after the second round of the BMW PGA Golf Championships at Wentworth in England. That's on the European Tour. Day two was cancelled after hearing of the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. And so the tournament has been cut back to 54 holes with the final round tonight. Soren Yeltsin and Victor Hovland lead at minus 12. Meantime, American Scotty Scheffler has been named the PGA Tours, the US PGA Tours Player of the Year. Australia and New Zealand play today in the ODI Cricket Dead Rubber in Cairns. That match starting this afternoon, the Aussies won the first and second game of the three-match series. Meantime, Dave Warner will be rested from that match. And he has been endorsed by the outgoing ODI captain Aaron Finch to take over the helm after he announced his retirement from the captaincy yesterday. Boys, but in order for this to happen, Cricket Australia would have to overturn a lifetime leadership ban. Mm. Do you think that will happen?
7: I think he served his penances. I know a lot of people think differently to me, but what's it been three, four years now since
20: We're Sandpaper, sandpaper Game? been gauged. fighting
8: for this for ages. By the time we actually find a resolution, he'll be
20: retired. Yes, well, New South uh, Cricket, New South Warner. Wales, yeah, yeah. Uh, are interested as well to see what will happen because he signed with the Sydney Thunder, and they, there's, mm. a, there's the captaincy spot available there as well. Yeah. So I believe he's done his time. Yeah. He and yeah. Steve Smith, yeah. I think they they believe if if they're eligible and if they are deserving. I think they should get the spot. Mm. Now with the the tennis tonight, um, well, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Six yeah, o'clock. six o'clock tomorrow yeah, morning, yeah, I yeah. do believe. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, between Carlos Alcaraz and Caspar Rude, the winner will go to will be the new world number one. Okay, well Caspar as well could go to Yeah, yeah, wow. well, he's currently mm. number two. Mm. Taking over from Daniel Medvedev, who lost that when he lost in the final to sixteen. Kyrgios, now, yeah. um, if Alcaraz wins, he will become the youngest ever. World number one in men's tennis. Yeah. Who do you think he will take over from? The youngest ever. Who Leighton? has it at the moment? Leighton? Very good. Oh, there you go. Hey, yeah. that's very good, yeah. Because yeah. Leighton won the US Open in 2001. 2001. I yeah. always remember that because oh, that 9/11. was, yeah. well, which is the anniversary today here yeah. in Australia because he couldn't um, fly home. He couldn't leave New York. He, could he? couldn't yeah, leave for New a few York. For yeah. yeah. So. so, yeah, that was in uh, November 2001. He was 20 yeah. at uh, the time. Yeah the tip
7: about Alcaraz was right at the start of the year Tani was the new Nadal coming through the ranks
20: and he's a star he is isn't Jeez he a star. he so, is amazing yeah. and something really strange um, panel operator Hamish pointed out I've got mm-hmm. an ACU Australian Catholic University yes. jumper on today quite nice yeah. Um, purple and red if I had gold down the front the well, queen
7: isn't that just colours? what
20: are the chances it is the queen the gold braid I you could have be the queen's you have getting on Colton house any minute now well, the queen colours that's extraordinary what are the chances?
11: And
20: That's you just weird. got that yesterday. Didn't you? I just <laughs> got this yesterday. My friendly Annie was throwing things out, and I said, "I'll take that."
7: Extraordinary. Yeah, yeah.
20: <laughs> there we go. Thanks so much, Ten. Plenty of people want to have their say
7: on the open line. Neil's there, Dino. Neil, good morning.
12: Hey, morning, boy.
7: Th- thanks for waiting for us, Neil. What do you got for us, mate?
12: Um, I just want to talk about the um, some of the players. I know all clubs go through it, and um, about the players that have either left their club or didn't get picked up by them. And mm. living up here in the Hunter Valley, you can't help but have one eye closely on the night. And um, especially in the final series, when you got folks like Joseph Tarpany, who they released. Um, Hudson Young's a Hunter Valley product.
17: Mm. You've
12: got the likes of Latrell Mitchell, who's from Taree, the same as Danny Badiris. Well, I, I could be corrected, but I think he trialed in the juniors with the night. And they obviously didn't see anything in him. Um, Greg Inglis went to Hunter Sports High in Newcastle. Um, yeah, so, it's,
7: tough. it's tough, isn't it? It's tough.
12: Yeah, here. it is. And but what like, all clubs go through it, I suppose, but and especially I know currently the natives are very restless with some of the excuses that are being mm. put out by Adam O'Brien. Um, you know, I, I'm a strong believer that the local product in front of those parochial crowds that Newcastle get would really lift. And um, I just go back to the days, the Johns brothers, yeah. Darren Albert, um, Badiris and all Chief, that. like Chief. Local product, mm-hmm. and they fed income. They they, they were so proud to wear that Newcastle jersey.
7: It's a good
8: yeah, point, you no, it's a good point. It's a good point you're making, mm-hmm. Neil. It's very frustrating when you go through lists of players. I know at Parramatta, They've had a, a similar list over many years. West Tigers mm. of players that have you know, quote unquote slipped through their fingers. You can't sign everyone. You've got a salary cap, uh, 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 player agents and talent scouts pick these kids up when they're fourteen. It's impossible to keep yeah. them all. But Neil's right. When you're getting beaten, Ray, when you, that's when you when look your at club's the list.
7: Struggling and you think, wish we had so and so. Correct. Yeah. So he's I, right. I reckon Rod's probably feeling hard done by last night. A couple of calls went against the Sharkies. Rod, good morning.
24: All right, Bulldog. Bottom line is, you can see 30 points. You don't deserve to win a game. But my my call is Bulldog. Connor Tracy puts that ball down in the corner. Connor has scored four hat tricks using the same play. We've had Tracy, Ramian, Nakora, and Katoa have scored hat tricks using that same play. And for some reason, the Ridley ref decides to bring out, hang on, that's an obstruction because Ramian put his arms in the air.
9: Please, Bulldog, yeah, he never put his arms in the air, try all day. Holmes he got near, Tracy, yeah. until two seconds after he scored that try. That's,
7: That's when, when Holmes took, the, TV took, took a dive almost, I reckon, Dino. Yeah,
8: it was a, it was one of those calls, Rod, it could have gone either way. I've seen yeah. millions of them yep. deemed play on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lottery. We go upstairs, it's a lottery. I don't think anyone in the game knows what we're going to get when we go up to the bunker. Yeah. I sit there, Ray. I've covered this game for 35 years. I've got no idea. Mm. I do not know you get so whether it's going to come yeah. back, try, no try. Yeah. I have no idea. There was a, a, a couple of incidents in uh, Melbourne, Canberra last night. Mm. One was black and white. One was black and white. And yet they were both on different yeah, pages. no, it's, it is I can't work it out.
15: It, it, it does
7: my head in. It is frustrating. Yeah, well, at least for, for Rod's sake, Cronulla have a second chance next week. Old Pete's on the line. Old Pete, good morning.
15: Good morning, gentlemen.
7: How, How are you, there? mate? What do you got for us,
15: <laughs> Old Pete? All right. We're in, uh, booing. Yeah. Way, way back in, well, for a decade, Joe Wallace was a referee at Sydney Stadium. He lived at Dover Heights. He must have left home at the same time because they started booing then. They booed all the way <laughs> to the stadium. <laughs> He'd get out of the get out of his car, and they'd be booing, and uh, every round they'd boo, and uh, that that went on for ten years. So I think uh, we've never heard booing like it. You could hear them at Central Station from the Sydney Stadium. That's how loud they used to boo for poor old Joe Wallace.
7: You don't mind people booing other players, that. At a game, Oh, look,
15: it's, yeah, it's part of the game, isn't it? Yeah. If you go out there, that's it. But uh, can I say uh, one other thing on racing, mate? Yes. Uh, uh, way back in 1957, Timor and Straight Broad, that uh, <coughs> about this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a race at Randwick. I thought it was midweek. Anyway, my memory gets a bit lost. And uh, next start, Timor won the Epson. Next start, straight draw, won the
7: Metropolitan. And straight draw won the Cup that, that year and as well. And he went on to win yeah.
15: the Melbourne Cup. But, yeah. I mean, they
7: eat it, and then they won. That's won right. Boot, won. Yeah, it's amazing, so, yeah. Um, He's a good horse. That was, of course, the controversial year when Tulloch was scratched on Cup E because he was a three-year-old, and uh, that was a Melbourne Cup that went begging for Tulloch and TJ Smith. Take a quick break, because coming up after the break, we'll be joined by Phil Buzzrothfield.
6: The Putters Panel.
7: Well, interesting
8: to hear everyone's comments here. Oh, will James go forward on surefire? Will this happen? While all that's going on, Timmy Clark will be seven off the fence on Knight's Order, going in a straight line from the mile start, getting to the turn of the 1300, carving across, leading by two, and keep going. And at $19, one of the best value runners of the whole day.
1: It's Knight's Order going all the way here in the Chelmsford States. The
13: Putters Panel. Friday morning, Racing HQ. Rudd Gray here with the latest market mover, skyracing.com.au.
11: It's the home of racing with tips and views from the leading form experts across all three racing codes.
0: There's breaking news and insights. Plus, catch all your favourite shows and
13: the latest podcasts on demand wherever you are.
3: And the best part, it's 100% free.
13: So get the jump on the field and head to skyracing.com.au.
10: Get trackside this Friday for outstanding spring carnival racing on Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup Race Day. Featuring three Group 3s, including the Australian Bloodstock Cameron Handicap, the Yarraman Park Tibby Stakes and, of course, the Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup. With race day package options all but sold out, secure your tickets online now at newcastleracecourse.com.au. This spring, experience the pinnacle of racing in the Hunter at Newcastle Racecourse.
5: It's on the game. The renowned Big Sports Breakfast Grand Final Lunch. This year, Clarkie, Loz, Jamie and yours truly, Gerard Middleton, are heading to the Grand Pavilion at Rose Hill Racecourse, Wednesday, September 28th, where the midweek Rose Hill races will be in full swing.
14: Don't miss an afternoon of big laughs, good food and even better company as you mingle with NRL and racing royalty.
5: And, of course, you may even get a winner or two with help from our Sky Racing tipsters. Plus, we'll preview Saturday Tab Epsom Day. Get your tickets now at Australian Turf Club. .com.au. Deliciously flaky pastry on top
8: mm. a bottom, which is rolled extra thin and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Gallo's pies, right? The only pies you should be putting on your plate. Gallo's pies are simply bursting with flavour and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking and grab a Gallo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in the chilled mill section. If you can't find us, ask for Gallo's pies by name. Gallo's pies, they're thin on pastry, they're big on meat
14: looking for the one pointer here it comes i think there it goes from pearson i'm changing it it's there the dragons have won the one pointer in golden point by rachel pearson good delivery there from a dummy half and pearson nails the assignment the dragons defeat the broncos for the very first time 19 points to 18 the full-time score
6: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
7: Welcome back to the show, yeah, Golden Point wins everywhere. That was in the NRLW, Dragons 19, Broncos 18 and last night, of course, Valentine Holmes, the former Sharky, does the uh, field goal from about 45 metres out, two-point field goal to win the game 32-30 for the Cowboys. Would have been tough for our next guest who loves his He's Phil Buzz Rothfield. Buzz, good morning. Were you at Shark Park last night?
18: Yeah, I was, mate. I, uh, I've never walked out of a football ground with such a gut-wrenching feeling. Mm. It was um, the most remarkable game of rugby league, but uh, after, what, what did they play? About 93 minutes. Um, and then to see the player who uh, broke his contract to, to go and play NFL, um, slam. it was a magnificent field goal, wasn't it, from a long, mm. long way out, about 43 metres, to to lose like that under those circumstances, to have the backup next week against a good side. Um, and I, I think it might physically hurt them, you know, the, the, the fact that went extra time, then Golden Point. It was a really, really tough night. But a couple of 50-50 calls didn't go Cronulla's mm. way. Um, I think Val Homes took a dive, um, when they disallowed the try to Connor Tracy for an obstruction. I think there was an important moment. Uh, Ronaldo was tackled in the air, uh, um, but didn't get the penalty. But, but anyway, look, it's finals footy, isn't it?
7: And, yeah, it happens. Um, yeah.
18: You've just got to accept that, you know, the bounce of the ball sometimes doesn't go your way. And look, the Cowboys have done
8: remarkably well. And
18: it's a shame they had to be a loser.
8: Yeah. Miles, I'm already about the Sharks backing up after such a gut-wrenching loss, physically after 93 minutes, but I think just as much emotionally as well.
18: Yeah, yeah, you're right, dog. It'll, it'll take a lot out of them. But look, the are sitting in Cronulla's favour is they've got a guy called Craig Fitzgibbon who is in line to be coach of the year. And he has managed to get them up each and every game this year. They they, they haven't had a really... They've, they've lost games, but they haven't had a really, really bad performance. And I know sometimes when you – well, physically they, that they will be doing it tough. When you hurt the manner in which they were last night, you know, maybe they'll just lift next week. There's a plenty of depth around the club. So, look, I, I think they'll field 17 fit players next weekend and they'll play South Cerise. It'll be hard. It'll be either be at Arliott stadium or at Acor. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a great mm. final again next week.
7: Buzz, I want to talk about the other other games, but just first, we had a text from Mitch from Robertson. I'm interested on in your take on this, Buzz? Typically in a row, we've had three great games of finals footy, and all we're hearing is people whinging about tickets or where it's played. Some very fragile people out there. Has there been too much concentration on venues and those sorts of things, Buzz?
18: Ah, oh, well, when you think about it, Ray. Um. Well. Um, <laughs> So many people, tens and tens of thousands of people have been locked out of the finals this weekend. Mm. So we spoke about this on the show last week. you run yep. on the Everest at Warwick Farm, do you? you? You run it at Ramwick because it's the best venue and it holds the biggest crowd. That's what you do with your big races. And... Look, I think Rugby League, rather than change the rules this year, which they couldn't, I think they've got to look at using the big stadiums next week because, look, I had a very stressful experience trying to buy my tickets to the grandstand last night But can I eventually got them. But I, And I looked around. It was a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere with 12,000 people there. But you know what? The facilities weren't up to it. Walking out of the ground, it was a, almost a crush to... You know, to leave, it was... And the, the week before, I was at the New Alliance and everything was so comfortable. Mm. I love tribalism. I love suburban grounds. They've got a place in rugby league, but I think we've got to get to a stage where finals are played at the big stadium. And I think to entice the clubs to get on board with this, they've got to start sharing gate takings, particularly week one of the finals with the clubs.
7: It, did you happen to hear our interview with Sean Garlick? As an ex-player, he, he doesn't mind the current system for week one of the finals. He believes it's a reward for those teams that finish top two. They deserve that home final.
18: Yeah, look, I do, but um, how do you feel for the 40,000 people who couldn't get to Penrith and Parramatta? Yeah,
7: it's a vex argument, isn't it?
18: That's, that's, yeah. that's a lot of people, right? Mm. That's a lot of people. 40,000
8: people couldn't go to that game the other night. Mm. They would have got over 60 at A What do you think, Doc? Yeah, it's really funny. As you get older, Buzz, you tend to change your views a little bit. Yeah. I was always a supporter of suburban grounds, but with all due respect to Cronulla, that, that's embarrassing. For a semi-final, when we look at Fox Sports News this morning, you see 90,000 at the MCG, yeah. and we get a crowd of 12. Mm. I mean, that's embarrassing for the game. And it's no one's fault, Buzz. I'm not blaming the NRL, I'm not blaming the Sharks. I'm just saying, as a game, wholly, that is embarrassing.
18: Yeah, and look, Suburban Grounds, on a Sunday afternoon, there is nowhere else like it. They are really, really... And I don't mind, look, a game will sell out to the Suburban Ground during the year, but I just think with finals, Ray, and look, to compensate those clubs, like Penrith, if they're playing power, move the game to Acor or Arling. But give Penrith half of the gate. That's their reward for finishing as minor premiers. Give Cronulla half the gate to play that game last night at Arlian. That's their reward for finishing second, A financial reward rather than the home ground advantage reward. Buzz. But it's a big issue, but I hate seeing people not being able to go to the football. Mm.
8: Buzz, in your column, what's the buzz in today's Sunday Telegraph? You have written this, is the NRL finally about to pull Phil Gould into line for his disgraceful comments on the Talon May court case? Then you write, maybe, maybe not. Just enlighten us on what you have written this morning.
16: Well,
18: everyone saw what Phil Gould said on social media, that uh, Taylor May should be congratulated for an assault on a teenager in a Queensland pub that the magistrate described as cowardly and reprehensible. So Phil Gill comes out and says he should be congratulated. Gus will always hide behind the fact he's a Channel 9 commentator and he's entitled to have his opinion. However, this wasn't on Channel 9, it was on his personal Twitter account. He is the boss of an NRL club and I find his comments shockingly irresponsible. Really, really poor. And the next time a Canterbury Bulldogs player gets into a blue at a pub, is he going to sweep it under the carpet, not do anything about it?
8: Congratulate the player. This is outrageous. It so really is. What will the NRL do, Buzz? Will they take action? Well, they're scared of him. A lot of people are
18: scared of Gus. He's the most powerful man in rugby league outside of Peter Vallandis. They're scared of him. Can you imagine the integrity unit going out to interview Phil Gould? please. Gus wouldn't turn up. <laughs> he wouldn't. But you know what? I think they should do something about it.
8: I think now, if another official if, said it...
18: What would happen in racing if if Twist Waller is the most powerful man in racing, isn't he? Yep. Imagine mm-hmm. if he said one of his stable hands had got... Let's congratulate. Would it be tolerated? Would no. it be tolerated in any other sport?
7: No. Now, seriously. Mm. Now, we'll we'll stay tuned on that one. Hey, Buzz, also in your column today, a really interesting article about uh, one-week concussion stand-downs. Now, this has obviously been highlighted with Cam Murray, um, yes. likely to play today. Parramatta supporters are desperate for Mitchell Moses to be fit Friday night. The NRL have come down hard on concussion in the last 12 months and particularly headshots. W- where does the game sit in relation to a mandatory stand-down period, Buzz?
18: Well, this is really interesting because a world-leading professor, Chris Levi, um, who is an NRL consultant, is now suggesting that there should be an automatic one-week stand-down for any player who suffers concussion, which would have meant, if introduced now Cameron Murray would not be playing for the Rabbitohs this afternoon or Mitchell Moses would not play for the Parramatta Eels against uh, Canberra next weekend. It's a really, really interesting one. Um, there is a... Chris Levi talks about the fact they rely in these examinations, they do, on concussed players. They rely on a self-reporting symptom, And what will happen... Well, players are professional athletes, and they know the importance of, you know, brain injuries and treating concussion seriously. There's a situation if there's a lot riding on a particular game, the player could hide symptoms. easily. Do you think Mitchell Moses will play next weekend, no matter what? So what Chris Levi Professor Chris Levi is suggesting is that. We take it out of everyone's hands. We, we minimise the risk of error in a clinical assessment of the players. We just make it automatic one week. Now, Rugby Union do this in boxing at 30 days. I, uh, I worry about these guys' long-term rate. Four mm. concussions for the Cameron Murray, you know. Year, yeah. and then, what, in What, two or three months?
7: Yeah, I know. It's
18: a worry. I think it's a, an extra
8: safety first measure. Buzz, I want to ask you, I'm always fascinated about sport and broadcast stories. You've written yeah. here that the A-League has been kicked off Channel 10's main channel as a result of terrible ratings. Yeah. Instead, two games will be shown on 10 Bold. And the women's comp has been bumped off free-to-air altogether, all screened on the network's streaming services. So, gee whiz, that's drastic action that would indicate yeah. clearly that the ratings are, are, are appalling.
18: Yeah, they are. Look, Australian soccer, as I've written, is in a world of pain. And um, look, they'll be looking for a lift out of the, the World Cup in Qatar in November, which normally um, creates enough interest uh, in Australia to boost participation numbers and interest in the A-League. But look, you think back to the halcyon days of uh, Sydney FC versus the Wanderers and 43,000 at Arlington. Stadium, Del Piero, huge ratings on Fox Sports, and look at the competition they now have. I think it all coincides with the departure of the Lowy family. Frank Lowy, what a great leader he was, and um, and, and I, I think the game's dying a slow death, the A League, and I hate saying that, but when they are kicked off free-to-air, it's been put onto a secondary channel.
7: We might have lost Buzz there, did we? Sorry? Oh, no, got you there, Buzz. Here got you. Just lost you for yes. a second. Yeah, yes, sorry, mate.
18: Um, and when you look at the girls' competitions and how well the NRLW and AFLW are going and see that the girls in the Soccer A-League have been reduced now to a streaming service, uh, I, mm. I think the game's in all sorts of trouble.
7: Yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully there's, there's some light in the end of the tunnel. Hey, Buzz, or light in the mood. Willow from Windsor's chimed in. If there was, an, I don't know if you listened to the quiz this morning, Buzz.
23: I did mate. I'm okay. sorry. Mate. Well,
7: you you'll get the gist of this. If there was an integrity commission for the quiz, they'd be busy. You did your best there, Dino. Go the Panthers, Willow from Windsor.
8: Let's just what say happened that... there? Oh, they're accusing me of all sorts of unsavoury allegations, Phil. They're probably. Which, right. what, which, <laughs> what have you? What have you? Done? Oh, they claim I have an <laughs> they upward, claim. they upward inflection when it comes to. Multiple choice. They're they're suggesting I'm cheating to win the quiz.
7: It's worth listening to the podcast. Well, Buzz
8: has known me for 35 years. Is that in my character, Phil, to cheat to win? You tell me. Well... In a word, yes or no?
7: Buzz, before you answer that, remember there were three cartons of beer um, at stake here. That's the answer.
8: Yes or no? Nine times
18: out of ten in the 35 years I've known you, you are an honourable man. But... But I have seen you in desperate situations... Play around with the truth and the facts, <laughs> just a little oh. doggy. Oh, I have. Can we not
8: talk about you know, <laughs> playing around with the truth when it comes to oh, journalism? Please. please, never get the facts. Let the facts get the facts. Exactly, the story, exactly.
7: <laughs> hey, Buzz, we better get back to the football court. It's a cracking game this afternoon between Uh-oh. the Roosters and the Rabbits. Are you going out, Buzz, and what what are your thoughts? Mate, Who wins? I'm just trying to build out my column okay. so I can get yeah. out there. Um, mm-hmm. Won't it be a
18: fantastic
7: day? Mm, I yeah. hope the... Uh,
18: I hope the queues and everything aren't as bad as they were at Shark Park last night. Look, I think South can upset them. They've basically got three origin players coming back. Cook, Murray, Campbell Graham's origin. He's in the 20-man squad every year. I think they can nail them without Manu, but it'll go down to the wire. It'll be another wonderful game of rugby league.
7: Yep, can't wait for a kick 4.05pm. Yep. Hey, Buzz, appreciate your thoughts as always on a Sunday morning. Enjoy the game this afternoon. We'll talk next Sunday.
8: On you, guys. See you, Mr Honour. <laughs> it's Phil
7: Buzz <laughs> Rothfield talking all things NRL. Do you know who wins and why this afternoon? I think South can rabbits? win.
8: I just think they did enough last week in that second half to Keep up some confidence, Ray. Manu's a huge loss. I think the Bunnies can start well. It'll be tight. I think they'll win. I'll be there covering it for the Daily Telegraph. Bring on this afternoon. Bring on the rest of the finals. Silly up. Yes.
7: Wow, what a game it's going to be. Can't wait for it. Coming up on Racing HQ with Simon Harrison, Mick Wallace will preview the meeting at Dubbo. Of course, it's Dubbo Cup Day. Gary Cleesey will look at Coffs Harbour today as well. The Big Sports Breakfast will be back tomorrow morning at 5.30 with Jared Middleton, Laurie Daly and Michael Clark. If you would like to revisit any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android. Mate, enjoy this afternoon. It's going to be great fun. You're tipping south. Yes. Okay. Let's for the Roosters fans, it'll be a great game. Enjoy the football. Enjoy your Sunday. And
8: enjoy your sport.